Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Trophy Talk. This is episode 83 of your favorite bi-weekly trophy hunting show. I'm your host, Colin Colhoven, joined as always by Daryl Fuimano. How are you this evening, sir? How goes it? It goes well. It goes well. You wouldn't be able to tell that by my appearance, though, but I'm doing all right. <laughs> by, your, by your appearance? We don't have uh, webcams on, it must be said, so what, what's going on? Are you disheveled? So I'm like... I'm wearing a puffy jacket. I'm wearing like super baggy, like, uh, like pants and socks, and it's like 75 degrees outside. So <laughs> it almost looks like I'm sick, but I'm really not. I'm just freezing inside my house. Oh, that's so weird. Is your house colder than the outdoors? Uh, a little bit, but I, I, I just, I, I just don't have a lot of vitamin D. And I'm just in need of sunlight. I need it, but I just don't have it. You're like a fucking lizard, dude. You got to start doing push-ups on the rocks, you know? Seriously. (laughs) Yeah, I feel you, though. I take a vitamin D supplement, actually, because I feel like, in general, like, I don't get seasonal depression necessarily, but I do feel like if I'm taking consistent vitamin D, I'm in a better overall mood. So very strange, very strange. Well, good luck on that. You know, open up a window or something. You, you, get, you can get the sunset for a little bit here. <laughs> what about you, Slugger? How are you doing? Oh, yeah, we're also joined by Slugger, of course. Slugger JD, how are you this evening, sir? Yo, it's late. It is late. <laughs> it's, uh, I feel like, you know, we're, this is like a late night talk show. It's kind of cool. It's a different vibe, you know? Yeah. I'm having a beer. Uh, yeah, I feel so. like I need like a glass of scotch and a fireplace or something, or, like some smooth jazz playing in the background to set the mood. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I'm a fan <laughs> of jazz. Let me tell you. I uh, I will uh, regularly listen to lo-fi at work, much to my coworkers' chagrin. <laughs> but yeah, what were you going to say? Sorry. Do you do the stream with the, the girl sitting at the desk? lo-fi music or lo-fi beats <laughs> yeah. to chill and study to <laughs> yeah like that's that's a regular one for sure lately what i've been doing is looking up lo-fi mixes of other soundtracks i really like so there's like a ton of star wars lo-fi stuff put out by like the official star wars channel which is pretty cool and there's oh, also like cool. studio ghibli jazz lo-fi mixes and disney music like piano jazz mixes stuff like that so i tend to kind of go for that nice yeah but dude, it is yeah. late indeed. Holy shit. Doing good. Uh hump day. Happy Wednesday. Weekend's almost here. I'm stoked. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. So we are recording on a Wednesday, which is different for us. The reason for that being I have a out of town boys trip this weekend on Friday and Saturday. I'm gonna go to Yosemite with about ten college buddies. So with the boys. With the boys, actually. <laughs> it's it's all dudes. <laughs> um so there will be lots of, I'm sure, drinking games, and the place we're staying at has, like, a really nice deck and huge, like, hammock set up, and then there's, like, a game room with, like, a pool table, foosball, a couple, like, arcade cabinets even, so, yeah, it should be pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it. So I appreciate you guys accommodating sick. on the schedule. Yeah, yeah, it should be good. Um, so, yeah, we are a little bit different time, but that's okay. Like you said, different vibes. Daryl's bundled, uh, cundled up, cundled? <laughs> Daryl is bundled up. Oh, my gosh. And uh, you got your scotch. I got my beer. We're ready to go. I think it's going to be a good show. So this is episode 83. As we said, we're going to be doing some trophy list discussions later on. Last episode, if you missed it, we did a really big deep dive on Resident Evil 4 Remake. Talked about the story, the lore, of course, the trophies, gameplay mechanics, all that kind of stuff, in addition to all the Patreon questions. 
and the rest of the rigmarole. So if you didn't listen to that, go and check that out. We had a great time recording it. But we're back this week with more kind of reviews of some new and up-and-coming games. And I'm pretty excited looking at the list and the notes that you guys put together for what we're going to be talking about. Lots of good games coming out recently. I think we were all saying before the show how there's just not enough time. I mean, I'm certainly feeling that way. Daryl, I don't know how you're feeling about that. I know you kind of hit a little road bump with RE4. So are you you finding something to to excite you recently that's been released, or how are you doing over there? <laughs> uh, RE4 has definitely been a, a roadblock for me. I feel like I can't play nothing else until I platinum that damn game. So <laughs> in the meantime, I've been watching uh, this TV show called Warrior with my wife. It's on HBO Max. It's about um, this Chinese man who comes over to, like, 1860 San Francisco and he's like embroiled in this like gang war it's pretty cool oh shit I've never heard of that before it sounds dope yeah it's cool I, I've never heard of it too but it's during like the the opening scene it's like based on writings by Bruce Lee so I think that's where a lot of the inspiration comes from oh wow that's crazy so I'm assuming hour-long episodes for that HBO loves their long format let me tell you yeah it's long. It's just a regular, you know, one hour segment. But I'm enjoying this so far. It's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. You, you got to, sometimes you got to refresh with a different media. I'm a firm believer in that. Sometimes getting into movies for a couple of days or, you know, even reading a book and stuff like that. Cause, yeah, I don't know. It's just, you get in those funks. I totally feel you. Cause I, I'm feeling that same thing about ukulele that you are with RE4, where I don't want to move past it until I platinum it, but there's so many other good games. Some of them we're going to talk about later that have come out that I want to play. The fucking bummer. I think Slugger, you're in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm on, let's see. I did the, the, the standard run and the knife and pistol only run. Those actually went by pretty smooth. And now I'm doing the professional new game plus run with the rocket launcher before I do the S plus like base new game runs for standard and hardcore, but it's like just the amount of playthroughs is daunting and doing the first and second playthrough back to back so fast kind of, I don't want to say I, I burnt myself out. Um, I'm trying to stick with it and it's really stupid. I'm stuck on that. The stupid Lake boss. Like he's literally killed me like 15 times. I don't like I'm dodging. I'm doing everything I can. He just takes like a billion spears and I keep crashing into things and getting beat. And I got really annoyed the other night and I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to play something different. Like take a break from this. I actually started like a dragon Ishin. Oh, which I saw that. Having Stalking a, your PSMP. Yeah, <laughs> having a blast with that. Um, I'm not very far on it. I, I just started the second chapter, but, and then I also am doing the, I don't know what it's called. The great true trophy hunting challenge on true trophies. Oh yeah. What's your team uh, name again for you guys? The Mighty Morphin Trophy Hunters. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so me, Pat the Trophy Hunter, and Gary, uh, Sly G. Cooper, we got a team. Resident Evil's not giving me a ton of trophies. Like a Dragon's not giving me a ton of trophies. Both pretty long games with tr- trophies few and far between. So I've been also, I've been peppering, peppering in like weekend games every week to try and like help the team out and throw some points on the board. So I'm... I'm all over the place right now. Yeah. But you got you got to do it. I'm proud of you for, for doing that for the team, you know, going and getting those trophies. Because, yeah. man, those competitions always sounded cool. I'm just not, I mean, I've earned maybe like five trophies in the last like three days. You, you guys don't want me on your team, you know? 
It's, it's, <laughs> it's like, because I kind of just do one game at a time, and if it's slow going, it's slow going. There's just no way yeah. around it. So I, I wish you all the best, though, and I wish you good luck, because that is pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah, we're on week three now, but the competition's heavy. We're like, we are skirting the elimination line every single week. So. Do you recognize any other like trophy hunters in there? Like, do you get to see the other teams and you're like, oh, this person, like, from like, <laughs> like Reyna's in I, there or like, you know, Lee War or some of these like trophy hunters who are really, really good, like, in our Discord? I don't know if those two are particular, but I do. I, I recognize some of the names from other Discords I'm in. Oh, and, right yeah. on. So, yeah, very cool. Good stuff. Daryl, what do you think? You and me team up, you know, little duos. We'll just be right there at the bottom. <laughs> We'll probably be eliminated in the first week, man. Yeah, I think for, I think we think we maybe would. That's that's when I would finally bust out my name is Mayo one and two, just to uh, just to get through week one, maybe. It's honestly been really good to help me clean up, or not clean up, but like go through games, shorter games I've bought that take like five to ten hours, and just like knock them out. Like I've knocked out like three or four games in the last like two weeks, just trying to get points for this race. So it's definitely. I'm not really cleaning up the backlog, but I'm deleting stuff out of my library, and I'm happy about that. So, Oh, yeah, totally. I 100% agree. Well, yeah, again, good luck. That sounds great. Keep us updated on that as you go along. Maybe we'll check in yeah. with you on each of the episodes for how that's going. But um, Will do. Yeah, as far as that, no other housekeeping stuff to go over, so I figured we could kind of get going and get jumping into our guessing game. I believe this is round five. That could be incorrect, so I apologize. It's either round five or six, but let me give a breakdown here of our current standings and again this is for the trophy guessing game where each episode we bring one bronze one silver one gold and we try to do basically a a little showdown between two of the contestants uh, while the other person's hosting and uh, guess the game that the trophies are pulled from so so far daryl you're sitting at three points okay respectable slugger you are also sitting at three points very respectable and i'm sitting at five points because i cheat so don't worry about that all right there's something to deal with with creating this the document in the beginning that gave me extra points so we don't need to ask questions okay you guys good with this you happy i'm with, good you happy with your scores <clears throat> very good all right well slugger it is your turn to host so take us in all right i'm gonna dive right into it with our uh bronze trophy um this is a game you've both played keeping in tradition with that mm -hmm. so our bronze trophy is called scavenger pick up another player's weapon and down an enemy with it Hmm. Well, okay. that could be many things, of course. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> little, little vague there, but mm -hmm. it's good though. It's good. We're we're yeah. later on. All right. All right. Our silver trophy. No respect. Down an enemy with a gadget while looking away from them. Like cool guys don't look at explosions. What? What? So no respect. Down an enemy with a gadget while looking away from them. Okay. Putting something together. Yeah? Got an inkling of, of an idea. Okay. Ready for the gold? Yeah. Yes, sir. Gold trophy is called Money Bags. Accrue a total of $70,000 in a single match. Oh, wait, that kind of threw me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, bro, back up. Can you pick a different gold? It was the first two. <laughs> <laughs> I was, oh, I, I was, I was with it for the first two. It, if I give you the other gold, I think it's gonna give it away. Okay, okay. Shoot, 
All right, well, I'm just going to go with what my original idea was and hope it's correct. I will shoot you a DM with my answer. Okay. I got your guess. Fantastic. Daryl's sweating over there, dude. Put Daryl on the clock. (laughs) It's in, it's in. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. Disqualified. (laughs) It took too long. You obviously Googled it. Uh, All right. Colin guessed Rogue Company. That's right. That's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Daryl also guessed Rogue Company. (laughs) (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. Let's go. Winner. (laughs) Hell yeah. What gave it away? Was it the money? No, the money threw me because I kind of forgot about that mechanic. Yeah, I did too. That's why I picked that one. More so just trying to think of multiplayer games that we overlapped on. And then when you said the gadget trophy, it was like, well, it can't be a Call of Duty game then. Or it probably isn't a Call of Duty game then, because they never have that specific of multiplayer stuff. And I was like, all yeah. right, so then it's like either Battlefield or Rogue Company or, you know. Yeah, so that's kind of what I did. So I didn't remember that Gadget Trophy at all. I was wondering, because I have this Platinum as well. And I was like, I bet this just randomly popped for me, and I didn't realize it. Yeah, I don't remember, I don't like, ever going, remember for like it. going for it. Yep. I'm sure there was a character that could, like, leave a mine or something or even if you just threw a nade and then just like turn around and ran the other way afterwards you know you would get it yeah so, yeah interesting that was a pretty fun game mm-hmm. it was pretty we had good, some actually. good some good party chat nights playing that yeah daryl was the infamous tank player that's what i remember you're the dude with the shield yeah, right yeah i held it down with the shield oh my god yeah that game was locked off doorways mm-hmm yeah, it was, it was actually, I think, maybe better than we gave it credit for. I think the trophy for having to get those, a number of wins, which I can't remember right now. Is it 100 wins that you needed? Yeah, all I do is win. Win 100 matches. Right. Dude, yeah, and we were so like, oh my god, that's crazy. That's so many matches. And then a couple months later or something like that, Splitgate comes out. <laughs> it's like, oh god. win yeah. 1,064 matches. Jesus. Makes it look and then it was known easy. for that trophy all in the family play 25 hours in a party which right i think that's what got all of us playing together was like we need to do the party hours <laughs> it's pretty unusual actually to have a trophy with that restriction i don't recall seeing that many times before yeah but it's a good idea for a multiplayer game to like incentivize people to do it 100 percent. one of so. the few multiplayers where our entire group stuck together through the whole thing yeah which is impressive that and Fall Guys, man. Those are the two. Yeah. Pro- probably the most fun PlayStation multiplayer experiences I've had in recent years. Maybe Fortnite goes in there as well. But yeah, those I think those two games are pretty underrated. But very good, sir. So the final, what are we at for final points now? Read them off to us. All right. Colin's got six points. Daryl has four points. And I'm trailing behind everyone with three points. All right. Womp, well, you, you guys will both have a chance to get a point next round when i'm the host and that would potentially put you daryl at only one point down so it's a very close game and only two for you plugger so or yeah. three maybe but yeah very close either way uh i don't know if you guys noticed i did the final fantasy sound effect last episode because i can't remember who it was i think daryl when we got the answers right you did that so yep yep you know what i'm saying now i'm torn because i'm like which sound effect do i want to use if you're at this point in the episode you've already heard but it's a to- it's a toss up. <laughs> so very good, sir. Thank you for that. And hopefully you listening enjoyed the guessing game as well. 
And with that, let's go ahead and get into some plat shoutouts. These are pulled from the Discord, from the Trophy Room channel, as well as the Plat Shot channel. So basically what I do is just kind of peruse and go through those sections for the last few weeks and try to call out some noteworthy platinum achievements for people. So first up, we've got Thrawn coming in with AC Revelations, sitting at a 8.05% on PSMP and a 1.1% on the app for PlayStation 4. AC Revelations capping off the Ezio trilogy, and I know he's already on to be playing AC3, so we got a live one, boys. Someone is, is definitely into the series, and that's great stuff. I love Assassin's Creed. Anything to say about AC Revelations for you two? It was my least favorite one. Wow, dude. Shots But it was still good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think by that point, I was... I did the Ezio collection was the first time I played Revelations on PS4. I never played it when it originally launched on PS3. So I'd done AC2 and then Brotherhood and then Revelations. I think by that point, I was just burnt out. So I didn't really like it. The classic series fatigue that Clyde yeah. G. Cooper talks about a lot as well. Yep. Very real thing. Had, had you played this one, Daryl? I can't remember. Yeah, I played it on the Xbox. I, I liked it. Um, I don't remember a ton about it, but... I don't remember not liking it. I think the one Assassin's Creed game I didn't really enjoy was Part 3. Interesting. Yeah. I think there's some contention with 3 because, yeah, well, we talked about it a little bit in the Discord over the last couple of days, but I, I totally feel you on that. A lot of people don't don't like 3 as much, and it is really slow to get going. That's what I remember about AC3. But I've actually never played Revelations, so at some point I should probably go and check it out. It'd be nice if you could purchase it solo but i think you have to get the collection to check it out yeah but it's on extra though if i recall so or at least it was at one point i could be wrong next up though we've got lorenzo lame with devil may cry 2 hd edition sitting at an 8.91 percent on psnp and 3.3 percent on the app for playstation 4 little surprising actually uh from what i was seeing in the discord when he was updating us did not like the game very much so probably feels good to get it done way to go dude <laughs> <laughs> and apparently this is one of the Devil May Cry lists that is not so intense. I kind of had this assumption, I'm, sh I'm not sure if you guys did, that when looking at the Devil May Cry 5 list, that it just was kind of a, the same across the board for the older titles. But I guess they kind of get progressively more intense and difficult in their trophy hunt. So the first couple are supposedly not that bad, which is a little intriguing for me as someone who's never played them. But yeah, Daryl, anything to add for DMC 2? Um, well, that's that's good to hear because I just thought that whole series as a trophy hunting experience was just atrocious. So if one and two aren't that bad, I might be more inclined to play them. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know. Gotta take a look at it. Yeah, I feel you. Have you played any of those Slugger, the DMC series? No, I I bought them all because they were super cheap and really wanted. I I mean, I still want to dive into them. Uh, but the difficulty intimidates me. But I, in my limited research, it does look like one through three are probably the easiest of the bunch, and then four and five are tougher, I think. Yeah, five seems so yeah. like ridiculously tough. I'd like to check them out at some point. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of in the same boat as you. It intrigues me that especially the first game was supposed to be Resident Evil Four, and then they switched it. And I think we called that out last time because we talked about him getting the first game. So it's it's pretty cool. I've always had like an interest in the series just purely because of that. So maybe at maybe at some point. 
Then coming up third, we've got Met RX with Persona 5 Dancing in Starlight, a game that I don't believe either of you have played and I've not played either, but I wanted to call out Met because I hadn't seen him post in a little while and uh, it's good to always get some diversity in who we're shouting out. So Dancing in Starlight, Persona 5, 44.38% on PSNP and 19.3% on the app for the PS4 version. So congratulations there, sir. And fourth, we've got Reyna with Hitman 2. Now, I didn't get stats for this because there is no platinum for the base game version for PS2, or sorry, for PS4. Like, there's just the bronze, silver, and gold distribution. So I, I didn't look up what the actual 100% is for that because there's quite a bit of DLC and stuff too. But I think she just got the base game. But either way, I'm assuming it's pretty rare, and those games always looked interesting to me. So congratulations for getting the 100% on that. And then last but not least, another AC title. It's a disease in the Discord. <laughs> it's infecting everybody. We've got AC Odyssey coming in at 28.6. Oh, sorry, for Sushi. We've AC Odyssey coming in at 28.65% on PSMP and 4.8% on the app for PS4. That is a long game that I know you have done, Slugger. And so, yeah, congratulations on that, Sushi. You've yeah. also done the DLC, though, so you've gone a little, <clears throat> little extra. Yeah, I think it was like 120 to 40 hours. Uh, Dear God. For the 100% doing all the DLC and everything. Absolute legend. Two ACs that in was, the chat. <laughs> that was one of those weird ones. It caught a lot of flack because in the DLC, like there was very, very heavy lore happening in the DLC. Like the DLC is almost required to know what's going on in the, in the next game in Valhalla. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember so, you saying that. A little disappointing, I must say. Yeah. Although I wonder, well, I guess it wasn't really modern day stuff, but I was going to say, I know the modern day stuff in those newer trilogies was a little bit different. I wonder if they just tried to put that in the DLC rather than the base game. So it's like, hey, if you're interested in finding out what's going on there, you're going to see more of that. And you'll probably be the type of person who would end up, you know, buying the DLC anyway. But yeah, very cool. Daryl, had you done Odyssey or no? I don't think you had, right? No, the last What's Assassin's that? Creed claim, uh, game I played was, uh, gosh, the one in, in London. Syndicate. Syndicate, there you go. That's the last one I played. Nice. Yeah, that one's finally fixed on the PS5, so if you've been waiting for them to fix the lighting issue there, you can play it now. I'm pretty excited about that, because I know you really liked it, and I've yet to check it out. But congratulations to all of our platinum earners for the platinum shout out and uh yeah congratulations and keep it up good stuff we'll pull, we'll pull some more from the trophy room and from the flat shot channel next time okay and with that let's go ahead and get into our patreon shout outs we wanted to give a special thank you to all of our patrons if you like what we do though you can go and head over to patreon.com trophy talk podcast where we have various tiers of support i wanted to shout out daryl for putting some work in over the past week or so on kind of optimizing and updating that with some with some different goals we now have a, a goal added there actually daryl i don't know if you want to speak to that at all if it's if it's live or if you want to wait a little bit and talk about it later but i'll give you the chance here if you'd like yeah so like colin said i added a goal for a patreon channel just something you know that's reasonable to achieve for the year 2023 so we're hoping to at least have 25 new patrons on our channel i think it's doable but um or 25 total, to right? Yeah, yeah, 25 total. Yeah, there you go. That's our goal. I think it's reasonable. I, th I think it is. And I think we can do it. 
I have faith. You know, we just keep, you got to keep pumping out that good content, that good, good, and we'll get there. All right. Well, that's, again, you can head over to patreon.com slash trophy talk podcast. Related to that goal, there are various tiers of support. So we've got the bronze tier, the silver tier, the gold tier, the platinum tier, right? All at different levels with different benefits. And so you can find something that works for you in your budget. Of course, no obligation to do so. We will continue to release everything on the free feeds and we hope that you enjoy the show. But this is a big special thank you and shout out to our current Patreon supporters. So thank you to Maximum Carnage, The Sly G. Cooper, Skrillis, Pat the Trophy Hunter, King K6969, B Down, Diego Juan, Toaster Bunny, Zachary, and First Mage, which could be First Magi, which I've yet to be corrected. So <laughs> I hope I'm saying it correctly. But thank you all so, so much for your support of the show. Really, it does mean a lot. And what you do directly contributes to us being able to do things like the race and host our podcast on RSS feeds. And it is very helpful. So thank you very much. Just to know, Colin, it is First Mage. First Mage. I reached Mage. out to, to them of a while back when they first subscribed. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate that, sir. Thank you. All right. With that, let's get to some questions from our Patreon. And this one comes from First Mage. Now that we know, we have solidified his name. Okay. And he wants to know some shit. So are you boys ready? Let's do it. Okay, so yep. he asks, if you could have the servers turned back on for one game, what would you choose? Slugger, I figured we would go to you first on this one. What do you think? No, no. Um, I, I was at a loss for this one, honestly. Uh, oh, no, my I bad. Making you go first then, too. <laughs> I, I couldn't really think of, like, any game that I adored way back in the day that I've played that maybe doesn't, uh, I don't know that I don't have access to now. I, I don't want to spoil your answer. I probably would have went that route, but you had answered it already. Oh, damn. Um, so I dug through my backlog of games. I kind of regret not platinuming. Uh, and that's kind of how I picked. So I chose PlayStation all-stars battle Royale. Um, Ooh. This was one of the, like, it was actually a pretty decent, like, Smash Bros. clone. I still think they should push and do attempt a second one. I think it'd be kind of cool to revisit with all the modern, like, PlayStation characters. Uh, that's not really the the question he's asking, though. This game, I had, I, I started the trophy list on the Vita, and I played the crap out of it on the Vita, and I liked it, but I never really dove into the online stuff. And then I also, like, I don't remember if it auto-synced, if it was one of those first auto-sync games between the Vita and the PS3, but somehow it started the PS3 list as well. So that game's incomplete twice on my profile, and they announced the server closures, like, way ahead of time. I think we had, like, six months' notice. And it was one of those games where, like, I really wanted the Platinum, and I was just dragging my feet and dragging my feet. I'm like, I'll get to it. There's, like, the online trophies aren't bad. I'll boost it, you know, when we're, like, two or three weeks out from server closure. It'll be fine. And then it snuck up on me and I just like, I completely forgot about it within the month of it, like turning off and yeah. just never was able to complete it. And I, I don't remember the exact number, but there was like four or five online trophies boosting. It was really easy. Like it was a really doable platinum. Um, so yeah, that was, that was my choice. It was strictly, I don't know. I didn't necessarily love the game but it's a game i wanted to 
platinum and I had goals and ambitions to platinum and yeah, I procrastinated and it bit me. So <laughs> oh, no. Classic. I can't believe it's on your profile twice too. That's crazy. What was your yeah, and what then, was your character that you played in that? Because I actually never got to experience PlayStation All Stars. So I'm kinda with you where it's like make a new one. I, I would be definitely down to try it out. And you could monetize the crap out of that thing with skins and new characters that get added in based on new releases and stuff like that. So I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, looking who I think I played Parappa the Rapper the most. Oh nice. I had to look at who was in the game. But they like it was a pretty solid list of characters. They had Jack and Daxter, Parappa the Rapper, Kratos, Big Daddy, Cole from Infamous, Sly Cooper, like Ratchet and Clank. Tons of great characters in that game. I'm surprised I haven't tried to like revisit it. Yeah, that is interesting. I wonder if maybe that's one of those rumored games of service games that's been quietly being chugged away on in the background. We're supposed to see yeah. like ten or fourteen of those or something. In the coming years, so It'd be cool. It would be cool, definitely. Did you ever play that game, Daryl? No, I did not. Yeah, I don't think Xbox had like the equivalent of it. I don't remember ever seeing it. If they did, so pretty cool little idea, I must say. Okay, Daryl, let's go to you next. What would you turn back on as far as servers for one game, if you could? NBA Two K Twenty is my guess. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you stole my fire! Man. No, no, I was. I just meant to joke. I was saying it in jest. Oh no! Oh man, I was just about to rent right now. Oh, bro, uh, you you go for it. I'll do. I can take it out, or I can keep this in for the meme. It's up to you guys. <laughs> it's already too late, man. It's out there. Cats so out of the bag. I'll, I'll keep it going. All right, my bad. But yeah, nah, it's all good. I'm pretty sure people probably might have guessed. You know, I've I've mentioned that game quite a bit last couple episodes. So, yeah, definitely NBA 2K20. Not because I love the game, but I really want to get the platinum for it. Um, I think right now you can only get like 10 trophies. That's all you're limited to. Everything else is all online servers. So I would love for the servers to come back online just so I can play it. And just get the platinum. Yes, sir. Oh my gosh. So frustrating. You played our coworker in that. I think we've talked about it on the show before. It's become famous at this point, but you guys played like one match or something and you you subbed in a character you said and you popped one trophy, something like that. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. It just it's weird because in it all the other two K games I played, that was never a trophy. No and it's just weird that I sub in one guy off the bench and that bastard on the bench is the reason why I got the trophy. <laughs> so they get you, dude. They know how to hook in the, the trophy hunters, man. The auto pops, the, the tutorial trophies, man. Oh my God. Like the first time you turn on the game, those are, those are tough. Give a player Gatorade trophy pop. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That's a good answer, though. I like it. You guys both went like that sort of route of something that's unobtainable on your list, which is a pretty smart idea. And if to give a like quick answer on what I think that would be, it would probably be Final Fantasy 15 for me then, because as far as I understand mm. it, that's one of the only lists that I have on my profile that's unobtainable because of some of that multiplayer DLC that the servers are shut down for. So I guess if I had to pick something to help with overall completion, it would definitely be that. 
But I kind of went more old school, and I was trying to think of like what games I didn't get to experience the multiplayer for, but had, but the games themselves actually had online multiplayer. So the first thing that came to mind for me is is Halo Two, because I started playing Halo with Halo Two. Actually, it was the very first one that I played, and I played it at a friend's house. We did local multiplayer, and I got absolutely destroyed. But I was so pleased and so psyched about the game that I was like, I have to go get this. So I dragged my grandmother. The GameStop <laughs> because the games were M-rated and had her buy me Halo 1 and Halo 2. And then I went in chronological order and played through them. So I, yeah, that's where my, my love for the series began. But I ended up not actually playing anything online for those until pretty late into Halo 3. I don't think I had Xbox Live until my junior year of high school, maybe like late junior year of high school. So yeah, it, I missed out on quite a bit. You know, the the OG Halo 2 online days, you, you hear rumors of it, you hear stories about how magical it was and, you know, just all the, the things that became so standard in Halo the, with the, the shit talk in the lobbies, you know, even before Call of Duty had that and the, the whole teabagging. And yeah, I just, I never got to experience any of it. Not that those things necessarily sound pleasant, but that was certainly the first thing that came to my came to my mind. But you can kind of simulate this by playing Halo Master Chief Collection, and you can just search the Halo 2 classic playlist. So it's not necessarily that you can't play those maps and those game types anymore, which is cool that they've like managed to preserve it in a way. So yeah, Halo 2 Classic, and then quick little shout-out to Star Wars, Star Wars Battlefront 2, the original one, because, again, played a shit ton of the local co-op and multiplayer for that, but I never played it online, and I love that game. Those were uh, those were my answers. It sounds Can like I change you... my answer. Yeah, well, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, I don't, I don't want to change it. I I've been skimming my list while you guys have been talking, and I completely forgot about this game. It was like a fever dream. <laughs> uh, Marvel <laughs> Heroes Omega. What? And this game was sick. It was a free to play Diablo clone with a Marvel skin on it, and they had like tons of freaking Marvel characters. So you could be Spider-Man teaming up with Wolverine, teaming up with, uh, God, like Mr. Fantastic from Fantastic Four. Like, just about every Marvel character was in this game. And it was just like, it, it was kind of like Diablo, but an MMORPG. You'd be running around the world, and there'd be like 50 other players on screen. And it was just pure chaos all the time. And yeah, that sounds I, cool, actually. I, yeah, I got completely addicted to it. Um and played the crap ton out of it, but it required like a hell of a grind. That was another one of those games where they gave enough notice and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And it was just too much of a grind for me to like commit to. Sure. Um, but yeah, really awesome game. I kind of wish it was still a thing because they closed that down. And then Marvel Avengers was coming out shortly after they had closed this down. So a lot of people were like, Ooh, this like Marvel Avengers is going to be like the 2.0 version of this. And it wasn't, it flopped. There but, was a DC game that was similar to that too. Right. Yeah. I, I, I remember Greg, Greg Miller always talking about that on kind of funny. And I actually can't remember what it was called now, but it was sort of like a, I guess maybe not in the sense of a Diablo clone, but there was like a, an MMO style, like DC characters game. Smackerly will probably I think know it's what it still is. Live. I think you can, you can still play it. I, I want to say I saw a rumor they announced that they were doing a PS5 version or they were going to do like a 2.0 launch or something to it for the next gen consoles. Dude. Like that's still alive and kicking. Get ready for another 29 DLCs. <laughs> Just like Elder yeah. Scrolls Online. <laughs> it's, 
Uh, wow, very cool. Okay, well, I'll I'll allow the answer change. Very good. Thank you for yeah, the question, totally though, first mage. I think it prompted some some good discussion there on the unachievables that we have. So, good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, next up we've got King K sixty nine sixty nine, and he wants to know what is your favorite ice cream topping. Daryl, we're gonna go to you first. What do you have? Um, so I'm a little embarrassed, but I like nuts on my ice cream. Wow, dude. Wow. The family yep. show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> These nuts. You like big ZD? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how to say that. I didn't know how to say, like, hey, you know, I like nuts on my ice cream. I mean, you just got to come out and say it when you're, you know, when yeah. it's something that embarrassing, you just got to go for it. Is I there a, right a specific in. type of nut? Uh, big ones, um, sometimes small ones. <laughs> um, I, I like peanuts on it. Peanuts are good, like chopped peanuts. Uh, pistachios are good, too. Um, I'm a big fan of sliced almonds. Yeah, sliced almonds are pretty good, and um, more like the traditional toppings, you know, like crushed cookies. I like cookies and cream. Uh, let's see, Slugger has one, so I'm, I, I remember the other one. I was trying to figure figure out, but I like Butterfinger in the ice cream as well. Oh man, that's a good call. So with the with the nuts, do you do that as a combo, or are you saying like you'll just do vanilla ice cream with like peanuts on it? Usually, I like to keep the peanuts like as the sole topping. Okay, yeah, that's a little weird. That that's that's the uncommon piece, I think. Normal because yeah. if you're saying like oh peanuts with like you know Hershey sauce and maybe like some yeah. some other stuff, I'm like okay, yeah, I can get behind that, hundred percent. But just nuts, I don't know, dude. That's nuts. You're getting into you're getting into Skrillist territory with with that combo. The food combo, dude. You, you know what I mean? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't even. Pizza and milk. Yeah, it'd be, uh, really? Yeah. Put that up there with that. Peanuts and vanilla ice cream, I'd say, is comparable with pizza and milk, right oh, up there. Peanuts and ice cream. It's actually really delicious, still, I would imagine. But it's just odd, you know. You can. It's part of a. It's part of a topping mixture. Not the still very. I don't know. Very interesting though. I I think uh, that's a surprising choice for topping. I must say. The Butterfinger though, elaborate on that. Why that? Why that particular candy bar? Because you can get like Kit Kat. You know, you can get like part of Snickers. Like, there's all kinds of shit. Especially with like Cold Stone now, you can just add anything you want to your ice cream. So, how come you're settling on the Butterfinger? So it's kind of like the. The, the nut, the reasoning behind the nuts. I just like the crunchiness. Got it. Behind it, that's yeah. like my big thing. I feel that you get a little more texture to it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, butterfinger. Butterfinger is good, man. You don't sleep on that. Not a candy bar I have very often, but pretty, pretty good. What about you, Slugger? What do you have? Um, I got a couple different answers depending on how we go with this. If I have to pick. A single topping, like vanilla ice cream and one topping and nothing else. I'm going to go with cookie dough bites. Oh, wow. Uh, was that the one you were going to say, Daryl, or no? No, the the second answer you got. Okay. Yeah, my follow-up, if cookie dough bites aren't available to me, they make those little itty-bitty, like, tiny Reese cups. Um, yes. Th that's literally just like a sliver of chocolate and a sliver of peanut butter. 
I really like those. So I, I'm from Buffalo, New York, and that's like ice cream heaven. No one really talks about it, and I didn't really know I was in ice cream heaven until I moved away. But uh, up in Buffalo, lots of apple farms and lots of dairy farms. And being so close to dairy farms like that, there's just mom and pop ice cream places all over the damn place. And I didn't realize like how rare that was until I left that section of the country. Because mm-hmm. like now I'm living down south, and like my ice cream options are like McDonald's and Dairy Queen and all the places with like the fake processed ice cream. So I didn't realize how good I was eating up in New York. But yeah. Where I was going with that, the mini Reese cup started because there's this brand, the most well-known brand in Western New York, Perry's ice cream. Fudge ice cream, or sorry, fudge swirled in with vanilla and pan like these little panda paw chocolate bites that were filled with peanut butter. And I grew up on those and it like blew my mind. I'm like, I got these little <laughs> peanut butter cups in my ice cream, like these little mini Reese cups, but they're the shape of panda paws. And then eventually like actual Reese cups or like the mini Reese cups started making their way into more and more ice cream, so it became more common. But yeah, went off on a tangent there. If I, I I'm more of the sweet route, while Daryl's going the salty route. So sure. cookie dough, mini Reese cups. Yeah, that's great. The mini Reese cups are a, a solid, solid choice. Like I think the like you were saying about the the paw prints for the the panda stuff. Like, yeah, dude, that that reminds me so much of having those kind of. Those, ice creams as a kid just having your mind blown because the first couple times you have ice cream it's like chocolate or vanilla probably right and then you start to get some of that rocky road action some of that other mixed up action and all of a sudden you're like oh my god this can be you start putting nuts on there right you're like oh this can be so much more than just the base ice cream incredible incredible i think those are good choices i kind of forgot about the cookie dough because i i tend to really dig that as well I think, like, initially for my answer, I was going to say that I don't usually do toppings on my ice cream. I'm kind of, it's one of those foods I can't have it in the house because if I do, I'm going to devour it. You know, I cannot, (laughs) I cannot, like, ration myself. So if I get one of those, like, little Ben and Jerry's things, like, it's gone. That's a single sitting for me. (laughs) You know, it's not like something where my wife can, like, ration it across, like, three different nights or whatever. I'm like, no, no, no. So typically, like, I'll just get yeah, one of those Ben and Jerry's flavors. And the one that I really love is the Americone Dream, which is like the Stephen Colbert one. But the reason I love it is because it has chocolate covered, like, waffle cone pieces. Oh, my God. That shit. It's way too good. And I think there's some caramel and maybe even some nuts in there, too, Daryl. I mean, it could be a nut making an appearance, you know, slipping out of the trousers. So it's possible. And then <laughs> I think uh, as far as other toppings, Oreo crumble is a really good one too there's a like a frozen yogurt place by my house that you can pick like all your you basically like weigh out the amount of froyo you want and then just put all the different toppings on it and uh they have a bunch of crumbled oreos that you can do oh my god so good so i think that's probably what i would say but good question dude now i'm wanting ice cream you fucker (laughs) sure man i might have one after the end of the recording you're you're feeling it dude i can tell you're thinking about those nuts aren't you yeah i can just oh, tell yeah oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> i'm the kool-aid guy now <laughs> oh my gosh very good well thank you for the question king k much appreciated sir next up we've got the sly g cooper asking a flattering and offensive question at the same time 
He says, who's the most handsome Trophy Talk host and why is it Slugger? So a little bit offensive. Let's go to Slugger first because he is the target of the question. Slugger, why are you the most handsome, handsome Trophy Talk host? Excuse me. Hmm. I don't know. I don't do anything to deserve it. Wow. Dude, <laughs> such, a, such an alpha you, answer right there. You know, <laughs> you, you run and you take your health seriously. Uh, Daryl's a tall Samoan guy, like a Maui out there mm-hmm. in the seas, buff <laughs> and tall and hair blowing in the wind. That's right. I'm lazy as shit. Uh, all I do is play video games. I've already talked about how much I procrastinate. I don't know. You just earned Thanks. it. You, you just yeah. earned it. I think you put in the work with the military service. That was my theory. So a man in uniform is appealing, right? No matter no matter oh, who you are. Well, thank you. You know, I mean, that's all I'm gonna say, right? Daryl's like, where are those nuts at for this ice cream? You know, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little offended, and, Gary. I'm a little offended. Me and Gary have a pretty good bond. We've we've bonded a lot, which comes into play in a later question. But that's fantastic. Uh, we we're in each other's DMs quite a bit, so wow, I, he's dude. just flirting with me here. I think so. I think so. The public flirt <laughs> via Patreon yeah. submitted question. I actually did get a beer with Gary one time, IRL. And Daryl, you went fishing with him and Eli back in the day, correct? Yeah, we had an awesome threesome. It was fun. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> did you catch any fish that day? I can't remember. No, we didn't catch anything, and I think that's why Sly G. Cooper has purposely left us out of the question. Yeah. Because we did not catch a fish for him that day. I mean, I think that's fair. 100%. Sons of bitches. Yeah. yeah I, he's I, never I, got invited to Magic. That's true. I, that's true. You, Gary, if you're listening to this and you play Magic the Gathering, dude, we're actually pretty consistently <laughs> looking for a fourth player because the, our other coworker who we invite has yet to show up one time. We'll see if it happens. See if it happens. Keep us posted, okay? All right. Next up, we've got Skrillis, and he wants to know something kind of tied into that, although I will answer first, and then we'll go to you, Daryl, for the question. Uh, But Skrillis wants to know, out of all the people in the Discord that you've talked to, who is the one you'd like to meet the most and have a beer with? So, very cool question. I mean, obviously, we've known a lot of the people in our Discord for almost like three years now, which is pretty crazy. We basically started the podcast right around when COVID was kicking off, not even on purpose, obviously. It just happened to be that we recorded right around then. And yeah, made the Discord, I think a few months after that. My memory is actually a little hazy on how quickly we did that, Daryl. I don't know if you exactly remember when we did that either, but I know we didn't have it initially because we just basically communicated through PlayStation like chat with some of the first people. And uh, yeah, funny enough, Gary was the very first person to message me after we put up the podcast on Reddit. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? This is crazy. It was, uh, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, with, with that being said, I think in the spirit of fairness, I really couldn't pick one person because we've known some people for really a long time. And it just felt like, I don't know, I didn't want to be like favoritism towards one person over the other or anything like that. So what I did is, is I said slugger actually, because not only were you there from a very early time and very consistently contributing in the community and talking to all of us, but you're now obviously one of the hosts of the show and I've still never met you in person. So even though it would have to be a non-alcoholic beer, which is totally fine with me, I would say that you would probably be the choice uh, for who I'd want to, to grab a drink with. 
though. I said Slugger, and then other than that, like in all mm-hmm. honesty, like pretty much, if you're, I, I'd love to get a beer with everybody in the Discord. Like if you're in the community, yeah. you've been with with us for a long time. Like everyone is very nice and very chill. So I think it would be great to get a drink with all of you guys, um, all the patrons, all the listeners, all the, you know, it would just be cool to get to to do that in general. So that is what I said. But Daryl, what do you got for this? Yeah. So I also thought that having a beer with slugger would be pretty cool same thing we haven't met um everything's been virtual between us so i think just having a beer or whatever you or whatever you drink would be dope you know just to solidify you know you joining the the brotherhood the trophy hood <laughs> the trophy hood <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's like part well, of the hazing would... ritual dude yeah, yeah. they're gonna be like weird like hooded robes in this <laughs> yeah and you're actually gonna have to wear this like gimp suit and run around the bar <laughs> uh yeah good, good answer there daryl good answer yeah. what, what about you my go ahead first answer and i think pat's also a frequent drinker too so i feel like he's always showing something that i've never even heard of Dude. So i think it'll be pretty good to link up with him for some brews 100 percent yeah, I was kind of bummed. I mean, obviously, when I was in Montreal, it was for my honeymoon, so it didn't seem appropriate to <laughs> to do other things. But if, if I'm uh, if I'm ever in Montreal again, Pat, definitely going to hit you up and, to try to get that cocktail or the beer. Because um, I agree, he's always posting stuff. I'm like, man, that looks good, dude. God damn it. So, good answers there, sir. But uh, what about for you, Slugger? What do you have for this? Uh, I actually, <clears throat> I answered it legit i do like the safe answer though it's really hard to pick just one person because everyone in the discord is like so unique in their different ways um not only like in their gaming hobbies but how they're living life and i i mean i would love to meet everyone and just have that face-to-face interaction and actually get to know the person behind the name and hang out with the person behind the voice you know that we hear in party chat um I, I did throw an actual answer though. Um and it was my lover over there in the previous question. <laughs> uh Gary, I I do agree, like if I'm ever out in California, I do need to like I will find a way to hit all you guys up because being part of the show it would be cool to like do a gathering. But totally. Um yeah, I chose Gary. Um I I kind of alluded to it earlier. Me and him I think we were both really early supporters of the show. Um, yep. And where I, I need to think about how I want to word this. Um, somewhere along the way, he, I, we would like DM in Discord. And at one point, either he passed his phone number to me or I passed my phone number to him. And then, like, our friendship, like, completely grew from there. We went from, like, talking about video games to talking about, relationships and life problems and things we're struggling with and things we're doing good at. Like we would just talk like we were just bros. Um and like we had known each other forever. Mm-hmm. Uh and I thought that was really cool. Like that oh, was just this random dude I met. And I remember <laughs> my wife my wife kind of giving me so funny story with me and him, me and Gary at one point, uh we're sharing our PlayStation accounts. Oh my uh, God. I totally forgot about this. Yeah. yeah as, <laughs> as like family accounts. And 
he had access to my games and I had access to his games and we had this whole plan of like, you know, every time a big game's coming out, like we, we can just take turns. Like you'll buy one game, I'll buy the other and we'll go back and forth and we'll save a lot of money because we're both just completely addicted to sales and trophies and buying games. And we did that for probably like a month or two. And then my wife actually was the one who <laughs> who squashed it because she's like, this is just some random dude on the internet and he has all of your account information and he has your address <laughs> and he has all this stuff. And it, she started to freak me out. Cause in my head, I'm like, no, it's fine. It's Gary. I trust him. Like we we're brothers. We've right. been shooting the shit for the last couple months. Like we're good. I know him. And she's like, yeah, but you don't know if he's crazy. Like, have you seen this episode of like 2020 where this person got killed by their online stalker? I'm like, nah, this isn't that situation. Yeah, wait, I don't think I don't think this is it. And to be fair, I've actually hung out with Gary as well, like we said, and so is Daryl in person. He's not gonna he's not gonna do anything crazy, dude. Very normal. Yeah, dude. but she planted the seed, and it was still early enough in our relationship where I'm like, you know what? We can still be friends, and maybe not share the accounts. Maybe that maybe that's not the best idea. Sure, sure. Um, I would probably do it now, now that I know him more. But yeah, I would want to meet up with him at some point, just because we've talked so much outside of the discord, which I haven't really done with anyone else. Like right. we talk games and stuff like that all the time, but, and we loosely talk about life stuff. Me and him have talked like, like real life stuff. Sure. Like, sure. like secrets. And uh, that sounds super lame. Who that sounds you guys, who's you guys but, murder, dude? And you guys, you guys... <laughs> no, but no, like we share secrets yeah, just, in our pillow fort. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> we've just we've got each other through you know we've talked through each other's struggles and have helped each other with different things in life so it's sure, cool sure. to like meet someone random who can like relate with things you're going through like that yeah absolutely so, i mean that's what it's all about right like making those connections and getting to know people and stuff that's that's one of the things i've always loved about video games because I, there's tons of people who i've become friends with through them that i for many, many years at a time, like never like knew what they looked like, you know, dating all the way back to Halo and then eventually with like League of Legends and now with PlayStation stuff. And, you know, yeah, it's very cool. So I feel you on that. I feel you. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, hopefully that answers your question, Skrillis. And thank you very much for the question. Okay. Next up, we've got EDJ3DG. And he wants to know who is our favorite film director? This is cool because I think we all really like movies and really like film and watching movies and stuff. But obviously, since we're a trophy show, we focus almost entirely on PlayStation ecosystem and on, you know, the PlayStation network and games and all that, which is great. But like, you know, we have a, this this other side of ourselves, this other media that we consume as well. And Daryl, I know you're really, really big into movies. So what did you have for this question? I'm curious what your answer is. Um. So... I, I I couldn't pick one. It was really hard to pick one. So I'm going to name a few. Um, I like James Cameron just because he makes two movies I really, really like. Aliens 2 and Terminator. Um, nice. Judgment Day. I, those are movies I grew up loving. So I had to shout him out. Peter Jackson is also another one. I absolutely mm. love Lord of the Rings. I just thought he did a like a phenomenal job portraying that literary work on screen and honestly i just like remember watching it and loving it so much but just hearing like how many critics were like just proclaiming that he's like he stuck to the source 
know, everything is just as we would imagine it. So it was really cool to see that. I didn't read the books. I I got into the series just based on the movies alone. And it's a good looking at your guys' answers. I'm gonna surprise you with this one. I like Tim Burton a lot. Ooh, dude. That's a really good choice. What what's some of his stuff that you really enjoyed? Oh man, Nightmare Before Christmas is really big for me. I, I probably will never get tired of watching that movie. I love that. Yeah. That movie is good. And then um what's the other one? I like Corpse Bride. My wife and I watched that one together. That was really good. Yep. Um Wife loves see. that as There's... well. Oh man, so good. The other one, oh, Sweeney Todd. Yes. I love yeah. Sweeney Todd. That is so good. Yeah, I, I actually dig musicals, so that was, a, that was a fun one for me. Yeah, Sweeney Todd's good. Oh, man. I, I, it's been years since I've watched Sweeney Todd, so I definitely need to go and watch that again. But Tim Burton's really good. I'll say he's probably like the one guy that, um, I can recall just enjoying – the movies at a very young age. Edward Scissorhands. I watched that with my mom growing up. Yeah. So Edward Scissorhands is great too. Also, he did that other animated one. I think it was called Nine. Did you ever see that? He's like this little yeah. like Yeah. I went and saw that in theaters. I have a memory of doing that and I was like, whoa, this is so strange. Like what the hell? <laughs> yeah. The the little like the little puppets, right? Correct, yeah, and it was like a post-apocalypse, and the creator of those puppets made like ten of them or something, and that was like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't remember a ton about it necessarily, but I remember just being like, whoa, it's so different than his other animated stuff. Yeah, I remember that having like a, a like in the trailer had a pretty dope rock band song to it. I was like, oh man, I'm gonna go watch it just because of this song. Yes, I don't even know what this movie's about, but the song is like so. So dope! It's got me hype. <laughs> Let's see if I can. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put it in the Discord so you guys know what I'm talking about. Hell yeah! Very, very cool. <laughs> All right, Slugger. What about you? What did you have for this? I had two, but the my main answer is uh, Christopher Nolan. Uh, That's a great choice. Hands down, if I look at like my favorite movies over the last like, I guess through my whole life. Well, I guess really for the last like 15, 20 years, like most of them are Christopher Nolan movies. Um, the first movie I ever saw from him was uh, The Prestige, which I don't Have you guys seen that? Yes. Have. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Such a mind blowing like movie. And it's even it's that's one of those rare movies where it's almost better on the second watch than it is the first watch. I agree. Um, and then. I did I didn't really care about directors then. I still don't really, if I'm being honest, I don't really pay attention to who's directing what. Um, but The Prestige happened, and then Inception happened. Inception, and in that was a moment. In Inception is probably my hands-down favorite movie like of all time. Like The, the father-daughter relationship especially gets me now, like after being a dad. like I get really emotional during that movie. Mm. And like... Christopher Nolan, like his cinematography, and he's normally is like, it's always beautiful and uh, I, I don't know the right word. Like the scale of everything is always like kind of mind blowing, like Inceptions right there, kind of with the scale. Um, he just, he really knows how to like 
I don't know, make you feel like you're there in the movie with the character or with the actors. Yeah. Or the characters in the movie. And then he's got uh I think the best series of Batman movies with the Dark Knight. Like I don't think any other Batman series or I would argue almost any other superhero show comes close to that trilogy. I think that's probably hands down the which Smackerly's gonna love that I'm saying that because he knows I'm a Marvel guy. But that, <laughs> I think that's hands down the best uh like superhero series you could watch if you're only gonna watch one. I totally agree. I mean, they're actually good, like, movies, aside from being superhero movies. You know, it's something that... Yeah. There's a couple Marvel movies that do that, too. Like, I, I actually think, like, Endgame... Or, sorry, um, Infinity War is, like, pretty pretty good. Like, there's a couple of those that are, like, just solid anyway. But, uh, yeah, Dark Knight Trilogy is, is great. Yeah. And then, I don't know if I said this, um, but he's normally linked up with Hans Zimmer for the score. Yes. And... He like, man, his music and like just takes these movies to the next level. Like, I don't think Interstellar in my eyes would be as good as it was if it wasn't for the score. Yeah. Like the score of that movie is that's one of the rare movies where I'll actually like listen to the soundtrack on Spotify as like kind of like you what you were saying, like focus music. Like I'll put that on and just freaking vibe. Like I love the the soundtrack of Interstellar. Yeah, it's so it's good. So good. Um, and then since no one else said it, my runner up, I think would be Jordan Peele, um, Ooh. who's newer on the scene, but I like, and it's funny, I've only seen Get Out. I, I need to see his other two movies, but like Get Out was one of those like rare movies where I had zero expectations going into it. And by the end of it, I was like, how's the dude from freaking Key and Peele going make this movie like this is like such a good movie um i don't know if us and nope were as good i know i think you've seen them Colin, so you can maybe speak to that but mm. jordan peele's one of those uh like directors where anything he puts out i'm immediately interested in yeah i'm gonna check it um, out no matter what i mean I, I saw both of those in theaters us and nope with stephanie i think us is really good i've only seen it once i need to watch it again because there's a lot that happens in like the final you know 30 minutes in the movie that you're like wait what like yeah yeah and and nope was similar as well i think nope had like a tone that was a bit more comedic to it and it was very like apparent even in the trailers for the movie that it was going for like a mix between sort of like alien horror and and that and i think that it it straddles that line pretty well but i'd say it's probably my least favorite of his but it's still a great movie so yeah yeah, it's a good choice for sure yeah i hate to list him and be like oh i haven't seen two out of his three movies but get out had like that big of an impact on me like i've seen that movie probably four or five times i love that movie yep yep absolutely so good choices man a bunch of film heads in here dude so i'm gonna go with uh, an answer that's like i feel like this is like the fucking stereotypical like oh i watch movies answer but like tarantino really <laughs> for me what is probably my favorite director i didn't even know about him really I, I mean i knew i have memories of my parents watching kill bill and being like you are too young to see it you got to go play games or something and that was about it until i got to college it was my sophomore year of college i was doing study abroad in london and one of the the guys that i ended up like becoming friends with over there was really into Tarantino 
and we watched all of his movies up to that point kind of in a row. And I was just so amazed by the dialogue in particular and like the way that the characters were written that I immediately went out and bought like physical copies of all of his movies when I moved home. And I also bought a book on how to write a screenplay. And I also wrote like 20 pages of a screenplay that was really inspired by like his sort of like writing style. And I was like, this guy's just so fucking cool. Like his movies are so sick. And I've kind of continued that on like to this day. I own all the movies. I think they only get better with time. And I've seen all of them many times. And uh, I think now, like probably more and more, I've grown fond of The Hateful Eight, which I was really hard on when it first came out. It felt a little weird, but Stephanie kind of made me realize it's structured a lot more like a play than a movie and that it's got a very small set, very small cast of characters, and it's in a really tight kind of like claustrophobic setting. And there's something to that that I maybe didn't catch the first few times I watched it. So yeah, I think that movie's great. Also, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is fantastic. It's so, so good. I'm I'm just really bummed that he's only doing one more movie, but I think he writes dialogue, like I said, maybe better than anybody. And I just really love all of his movies. Soundtracks are great. There's cool bloody action and it comes out of nowhere and it's frenetic and just, yeah, it's great. So Tarantino, for sure the first choice. I think for a second choice, I would probably say David Fincher. He's done things like um, Gone Girl, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. He did The Social Network, uh, Zodiac, um, Panic Room. So lots of like thriller movies that I've really enjoyed over the years. I think The Social Network is such a, such a good movie. Like actually amazing. And part of that is uh, the Finch or the Trent Reznor and David and uh, like that, like score as well that you talked about Slugger. So yeah, David Fincher, really cool, but Tarantino. 100% the answer of choice. But the directors you guys chose are, are really great as well. And like, I'm not someone who, for most movies that come out, will pay attention to like who the director is, but there are a few directors. We've named most of the ones that I can think of where if they are putting something out, I'm going to go see it. Even if like the trailer isn't necessarily something that I would, you know, normally be that into, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, really, really good choices and a good question there, sir, EDJ. Hopefully you enjoyed the answer. Sorry, Daryl, go ahead. So fun fact, Tarantino went to the same high school as I did. What? Yeah. Wait a minute. Went to uh, high school down in SoCal. Oh, shit, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. So was I mean, he like a legend like a, there? Like you guys have like, a, yeah. yeah, like a poster of him and stuff? Or what was the... Like a shrine? <laughs> Nah, they don't have. They sell red apple cigarettes there (laughs) that are in all of his movies. (laughs) You would think, like, a school would at least honor, like, you know, people who have gone there, or at least, like, have, like, hey, these these are people who have been here, celebrities, stuff like that. They they didn't have any of that. Oh, wow. Interesting. It's almost kind of baller in a way. It's like, ah, we don't even need to acknowledge it, you know? Like, we're so cool, we don't even have to say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Well,. It could be that he was a dropout at that school, so probably they don't consider him, like, actually, you know, graduating from the school. Oh, I see, dude. You're a little bitter. Maybe that's how, yeah, maybe that's, like, the requirements for, like, I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, very cool. Um, Yeah, a little fun Easter egg there. That's nice. I thought, for some reason... That you were going to be like, oh, yeah, I lived in Santa Cruz for a while. Because I know there's all those stories of him, like, working at a video store in Santa Cruz when he was younger. I was like, no way, Daryl. What? 
didn't know, I didn't know you, <laughs> you ever lived in Santa Cruz. So, good stuff. Thank you all for the questions. Really do appreciate it. And remember, if you want to ask a question, you can go and check out the Patreon. It is tied to the silver tier and above over there. So, thank you very much. All right. So, let's get into the meat and potatoes, as I've been coming to say more regularly on the show. The meat and potatoes is the main of the discussion. So, this is our trophy list reviews for episode 83. We've got very different games in terms of the genre and style, but I think all very, very cool and exciting games. I, I feel like every time we do this, and it happens more and more the more we do it, like I'm always like, oh man, like I kind of want to buy all these things. And then I end up adding yeah. them to my wish list, and I'm like, God, I just don't have the time, or like, oh, yeah, anyway, it's like what we talked about at the top of the show. So I don't mind going first. We didn't talk about a run order, so do you guys care if I go first for the trophy list review go ahead all right yeah a rare move Take it away. a rare move so we're going to be talking today about the mage seeker which is a league of legends story game it is tied into the league of legends overall universe and that sub name of a league of legends story was exactly the same with the ruined king which came out i believe last november it could have been last october but i think this sort of like sub name is going to be attached to all of the games that Riot Forge publishers and all the games that are tied to League of Legends. So this is uh, about Silas, the champion from League of Legends proper, and it is developed by Digital Sun Games, published by Riot Forge, as I noted, which is their publishing division of Riot, and it was released on April 18th, 2023, so just yesterday, as of time of recording, for PS4 and PS5 versions, and it is $30 USD in the store currently. The distribution for the game, it's got a platinum, which is great. Uh, two golds, six silvers, and 44 bronze trophies, bringing it to a total of 53 trophies. It's too many bronzes, guys. I mean, at the top. Like, I love League, but even I'm like, dude, I don't need 44 bronze trophies, okay? So I'm just going to call that out. Too many. <clears throat> but moving on. <laughs> uh, initial player <laughs> count and status. So... I just checked this earlier today. It might have gone up slightly, so these stats are a couple hours old. But when I had looked, there was only 10 game owners, one of them being me, I suppose, and 31 recent players. So it is a smaller release. I think that that will probably increase when I was on League of Legends a little bit before the show, just playing some ARAM games. I did see that they were advertising it there on the homepage when you log in. So potentially they're you know trying to get a big push behind that as well and get some of those players to come over. But yeah, right now, there is only one Platinum Achiever for the PS5 version, and there are zero Platinum Achievers for the PS4. That Platinum Achiever was the same as it you know, currently was. It didn't get any more, uh, and it's been that way for like the last week. So I think that person had early access for you know, being friends with someone at the company or something like that. So yeah, overall, the general public has yet to Platinum the game. And I think that that isn't necessarily because it's hard. We'll get into the list a little bit more, but I do think this is probably, you know, 30 to 40 hours for this game based on what I can see. So it's just something that takes a little bit more time. But this might end up being a rarer platinum trophy purely because of the obscurity. And I don't exactly know how I feel about that. I think that Rune King was really, really good. And this game, in addition to two other League of Legends games, are coming out this year. And I, I would imagine Riot Forge and Riot are a little disappointed with how they're performing just based on how popular League of Legends is. And I think that they're like working with really talented studios. So I hope that people listen to what I have to say and then maybe go and, and give the game a shot because it, it does look really cool. 
Um, Can I throw my guess out really fast? Sure. I I feel like they're not advertising for these games whatsoever. Like the marketing is just a wash. They totally aren't. You brought up this, or I saw this game on your document. I had no idea what it was. Oh, nice. Like literally never even heard of this. And I'm pretty active on like checking upcoming games and trailers and uh yeah i don't know yeah that's it's, it's weird for just, how big just the my company two cents is. i think they yeah i think they could do a bit better like pushing these games especially like hey this is a league of legends like ip <laughs> right especially because we don't have wild rift like the console version of league that had been promised for so many years so this yeah. is like kind of all you can get if you're someone who loves league of legends like i do this is pretty much it um I do wonder if a lot of that is, like I said, they're relying on the in-game sort of marketing for the base game of League of Legends and hoping that, okay, if like just 5% of the people who see this like buy the game, then uh, then it's good enough. But I agree. Marketing, not so great. There's also a um, an IGN review out for this game, though, so maybe that will help as well. Okay, so let's get into some of the more specifics for the game. Um, I kind of broke my review down a little bit more than I have in the past because I had a lot to say and I wanted to make sure that I structured it relatively well. So the first thing that I want to talk about for the game is the artwork and for the trophy list rather is the artwork and the artwork has a very sort of pixelated style to it. It looks very, very in matching with the actual gameplay itself which is sort of a hybrid of like this like 16-bit slash top-down aesthetic it kind of reminds me of a more pixelated jotun if you guys ever heard of or saw that game this game is an action platformer but it's got sort of that like old school aesthetic and vibe and the artwork for the trophy list mirrors that pretty much entirely everything on it has a gold and blue hue to it so those are kind of the only colors that you'll see present in the trophy list itself but one of the things that it does is it doesn't mirror that that same setup that we've seen in previous lists we've talked about, where it's like, oh, the bronze trophies have a bronze border, the silver trophies have a silver, et cetera, et cetera. And it doesn't do something that we've seen more recently, even where it's like the different rarities have different shapes for the trophy artwork. And as far as the borders are concerned, this is all really one square sort of tile. But again, it's got that blue and that gold hue, which is the colors of the Kingdom of Demacia, which is getting really nerdy here. But Kingdom of Demacia is a a kingdom in Runeterra, which is like the world that League of Legends takes place in. And I think this is pretty cool because it's it's the same in the base game. It's the same for all the champions from that region. We'll talk about some of those later. But gold and blue are like the color of that area. That's sort of like their flag, their crest. So having all of... The trophies have that is it makes a lot of sense considering Silas and the story of the Mage Seeker takes place in Demacia, at least from what I can tell. So very cool. And as far as like the more specific artwork itself, like there's just kind of logos or crests, which without any context for like what they are, don't really mean a whole lot. And they're just kind of like random images of like the face of the boss or a face like what a key looks like or what a door looks like or something like that. They're not really too crazy other than a few of the trophies that are tied to specific combat trophies for Silas himself. And those actually have like little action shots or something like that. And I think that they look pretty cool. So yeah, artwork overall, not amazing. I just like the theming of it with the golden blue to match Demacia. So that's what I would say about that. 
Um, as far as the distribution itself, it does seem like a lot of bronze trophies for this game, like memes aside and me just not liking bronze trophies. I, I do think that there, there's maybe a little bit more than there needs to be, given that the game is only $30. I think it's somewhere around 30 hours. It's sort of like a mid-tier game. So it could have had a smaller list and less trophies, but either way, I'll take it. I think the gold trophies are designed well, and they're well thought out. Um, in particular, this used to be a, a contention point with Eli. I remember back in the day, you do get a gold trophy for beating the game. I think Eli back in the day used to want silvers for that, but it's a gold in this game, one of only two. And it's called the Great Mage Rebellion Starts Now. And the other gold in the game, and by the way, if you want to skip ahead, I am going to talk spoilers here for like the next 10 minutes or so in terms of the trophies, right? So I've unhidden all of them. So just fair warning. Um, but the, the other gold trophy is called Embrace the Darkness, and it is to defeat Nocturne. And Nocturne is another champion from League of Legends. And so this is cool that you know at least there's going to be another appearance from a few other champions in the base game. It was much the same with Rune King, which I talked about before in previous episodes, where the main cast included Yasuo, Braum, Alawi, Misfortune, but we also got to see a few of the other champions in the game, including Ari and things like that. Um, some others that I won't spoil, right? That that are, that made appearances, Viego. Um, so yeah, very cool. So, and that gold trophy appears to be hidden uh, behind a multiple wave fight. The description is to basically defeat waves and waves of enemies in the forest. And the last wave appears to spawn Nocturne. So I think that that's going to be sort of like a combat arena and challenge arena that you can do in the game. And if you can get through the whole thing, you will get the optional boss fight and the hidden gold trophy, which is pretty cool. Okay, um, as far as like the main stuff to talk about, there's a lot of Easter eggs and callouts. So I'm just going to kind of list them out here. I'm assuming most of these are going to sound like a foreign language to you, Daryl and Slugger, because you've not played League of Legends. That's totally fine. Um, but if you are a League of Legends fan, there's a lot of stuff to like in this list. And... I'm not only someone who's played the base game, but I've actually read the comics for League of Legends. Yes, there are comics, especially tied to Lux and to Silas, Ash, Sejuani, uh, Zed, a few others. So I know the lore kind of maybe a little more than some of the other folks. And I've also watched Arcane, the show on Netflix. So I'm kind of all in. Played Rune King. Basically anything that's related to this universe, I've consumed it. So maybe some of these would kind of pass over most people's heads and that's okay. Uh, so there are champions that appear to make an appearance in the game. Of course, the main character of the game is Silas, but we also have mention in the trophy list of Lux and Garen, the prince and princess of Demacia. And Lux is a mage, which is weird that Silas is, is you know, is shunned. I guess you guys wouldn't know that. So Silas is basically a chained up and pr imprisoned mage because he's using illegal magical abilities. And Lux is sort of a government-sanctioned mage where the kingdom of demacia only allows certain people to practice magic and it has to be the royal family and so lux is able to do that so we've got silas we've got lux we've got garen we've got jarvin the fourth we've got shivana we've got morgana and we have nocturne so there's quite a few league of legends champions that make an appearance here which is really really exciting and the trophies also have a lot of tie-ins to the base game as you would imagine so the first one to call out is a trophy called For Demacia, which is a bronze trophy for fighting Garen at the beginning of the game. And that trophy name, For Demacia, is the voice line that Garen says in the game when he's casting his ultimate ability. So pretty cool that they pulled that over, and it's uh, kind of a tie-in there. 
And the next trophy is called Everfrost, which is to defeat the Polar Lizard. This trophy is named after the Everfrost item, which is present in the League of Legends base game. It gives you CDR, magical abilities, and the ability to stun enemies in a line uh, with some freeze magic. So I'm wondering if this particular boss will have those abilities, and by killing him, you'll get that power-up or that ability. Not really quite sure, but there's some tie-in there for sure. And next up, we've got a trophy called Pentakill, which is to kill five enemies at the same time. It's a lot like old Halo, where if you get a double kill, a triple kill, whatever, in the game, the announcer kind of says something to the whole like lobby and to the whole game. So when you get a five-player kill, it is called a Pentakill, and it's shouted out over the voice comms. So that was pretty cool, I thought. Um, next up, we've got Silverwing Nest, which is the collectible trophy in the game, it appears like, to find all the silver wings. And silver wings are like these little kind of pet creatures that in the base game you can have equipped, and they'll just kind of follow you around. They don't do anything except they're purely aesthetic. But they're just like, yeah, little pets that you can have following your main character around. They were first introduced in TFT, which is Teamfight Tactics, or the auto chess game set in the League of Legends universe. So it's nice that they're making an appearance. When I pre-ordered the game, I was given a Silver Wing at, at my home base, apparently, as part of like the download. So I guess one of them is tied to a pre-order. It must not count towards the trophy. So pretty interesting there. And then next up are all the ability names and trophy names tied to Silas himself. So we've got an ability and trophy called Hijack. And the trophy is to copy abilities from enemies 200 times. And in the main game, this name, Hijack, is given to Silas's ultimate ability, which is like his thing he can cast only every couple minutes. It's very, very powerful. What he does is his ultimate steals an ultimate from any other champion in the game on the enemy team, and then he can use that with his own like items. So you can steal an attack damage ability and buff it up because you're an AP champion, and it would do way more damage, stuff like that. So it's pretty cool that they kept that in there, and that's one of the trophies that you can earn. And it's in similar keeping with that, we have Petrocyte Burst, which is to hook and whirl a hundred times. And this trophy name is given to Silas's passive ability in the main game. And his passive is every time he casts an ability, he gets a passive trigger, which makes his next basic attacks do an AOE. So he like whips his chains around, imagine. There's these big chains tied to this guy's wrist and he does abilities with them. But after every ability, they gain one charge. And with the charge, it makes them like do a swirly attack afterwards. So pretty cool that they kept that in there and tied in his ultimate and his passive. I really liked that. And then last but not least, the name of the platinum title, or the name of the platinum in the game rather, is called the Unshackled. And that is Silas's sort of like sub name in the main League of Legends game. When you select that champion and you want to look him up and look up his skills, it's Silas the Unshackled. So. Pretty sick, I would say, as far as Easter eggs go. Lots of stuff to like there. So to get into the estimated time and difficulty, since this is a newer game, it was a little bit tough for me to sort of find information on that. I went to my typical source, which is how long to beat, but they didn't really have enough data. It actually said, like, there's not enough data yet to really give you an answer to this. But on some forums and some other sites where I've seen people talking about the game, they said that it's potentially between 30 and 40 hours with maybe another 10 hours added for people who want to get the full 100% or go for the Platinum Trophy. And that pretty much aligns with what Rune King was in terms of length. And as far as the difficulty, 
then, it's it's kind of hard to say, but I, I would assume that based on what I can see on the list, which is that there is no need to play New Game Plus, there, as far as we can tell, right? There's no need for New Game Plus. There's no need to play it on a specific difficulty setting. And there doesn't appear to be very many missables in the game. I could maybe think of only one or two, but I'm not positive, so I didn't want to call them out. Um, I do think that this will land probably somewhere between a 3 and a 4 out of 10 on the difficulty skill. I do think as well, though, that if you play League of Legends and you know the champion in that game, it will help you understand and perform better in this game. Even though they're different genres, one's a MOBA, one's an action RPG, top-down. Like, if you know what his abilities do from the offset, I think you're going to perform better. And so maybe that difficulty will vary a little bit. And so with that, I guess I kind of tried to do something different here and give it like an overall rating, <laughs> anywhere from like a C to an S+. And so, like I said, there doesn't appear to be a need for New Game Plus. There's no difficulty-specific trophies in the list. There's a ton of Easter eggs to love and references to League of Legends proper. Some cool theming with the artwork. I went ahead and I gave it an A rank for the trophy list. A lot of that is because I'm a League of Legends fan and because I know the material. If you're someone who doesn't and you hadn't played the, any of the other stuff or hadn't read the comics, maybe it's a B or even a B minus trophy list because there's not a whole lot of creativity in terms of what it's asking you to do. There's a lot of story-based trophies, a lot of boss trophies, and then some a couple combat ones and unlocking your spells. But there's nothing that really like makes you go way out of the way. So some people really like that. Some people might not like that as much. But for me, like I said, it's an A-rank trophy list as a League fan. And yeah, that's kind of what I had about the game. Do you guys have any questions about the Mage Seeker League of Legends story? That was a doozy. Oh, oh my God, Colin. Yo, nerd. <laughs> yeah. Yo, dude, dude. What? What? What's, what? 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 Uh, these uh, these champions. So there's two games out now. Focus on different League of Legends champions. Are these like popular champions that people use, or like how are these champions being chosen to create games after? Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, some I think. Like, there's always a main for all the champions, right? Because there's so many players in League. Like, even though there's 150-plus champions, there's someone somewhere who, like, only plays Lux, for example, or only plays Shivana. I think that the champions are not necessarily, like, the ultra-popular ones, which is interesting. Like, Silas is more popular, but he's he's pretty OP. But, like, Shivana, Morgana, Nocturne, Jarvan, like, they're they're not really, like, very, very big, especially, like, in the pro play scene. So I do think that a lot of why they choose the games they choose has to do with the studio. So I think first they find partners, like Riot Forge finds partners that they want to work with, and then they see what kind of games that studio specializes in, and then they try to match that to like different kingdoms and regions and champion abilities and stuff like that to come up with like, okay, like, you know, you're a studio that makes platformers. Like what, what champions do we have that could like work with that? Oh, new, new works with that. Okay. Like, so you guys are going to do an open world platformer game, blah, 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 something like that. Right. So I, I think they're kind of, they're trying to overall make the best games for that team and then matching the champions to it afterwards. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like this list cause, <clears throat> because, um, you know, usually I'm the guy to catch like very like small details with the list. Um, you know, with the trophy title, trophy description. You know, oh yeah, 
you know, like the last one we talked about was uh, the thing, the one uh, from the game that Slugger was talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I would not have picked up on any of this of that stuff. Pentakill, I'd be like, oh yeah, five. You kill five people. I would have never <laughs> known the game does some Kilimanjaro kind of stuff. Yeah, that's pretty, dude. That's exactly what it is. Like Pentakill gets like sung out like over the top. It's pretty insane. Um, yeah, I would never thought of that. Yeah, I, I appreciate you saying that because I, I was very inspired by a lot of your reviews where you catch a lot of these like smaller details, and I was like, if there's ever a game where I'm gonna catch the small details, it's these games. So, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I gotta, I gotta pick this one. I've already bought this game, by the way, too. I'm gonna be getting to it. Hopefully, on episode 84, I'll have something to say about it. But uh, very excited to check it out. Um, Slugger, do you have any comments, questions, concerns for the Mage Seeker? No, uh, I was watching some game gameplay footage while you were talking. He looks like a like a Kratos ripoff. Like I, like he's swinging around these big chains. I mm-hmm. almost feel like if if you like God of War, and that like fighting style of, I I don't know, just the usage of chains. Uh, maybe this is up your alley. Yeah, because I think there is some use of like the chains for platforming and. And all other kind of stuff like that too. So it, it should be interesting. Like I said, the first game was Rune King, which was a a turn-based RPG. This is an action top-down RPG. Later on in the year, they have a platformer coming out, which centers around Echo, and then they have a open-world platformer coming out centered around Nunu. So they're really trying to like go in on these like very, you know, they're all single-player games too, which is really interesting. Um, but yeah, rest assured, I will be talking about all of them probably as they come out <laughs> so very good off topic i've actually been playing a league of legends game on my phone no way legends of runeterra exists no hextech mayhem oh yeah with zigs yeah it's actually a pretty dope little rhythm game i've been digging it that's awesome i, th- I think there is a playstation or there is a console version maybe not playstation it might be switch only but i think there is some shit for that i'm glad yeah. i'm glad you're digging it that's cool I think it's cool seeing them try and like spin off the brand because obviously, like you're talking about it, I'm me and Daryl are completely lost on the lore, but <laughs> there's obviously a a want from the fans of like the League of Le- or, you know fans of League of Legends want more of this like in depth lore. Like, how can we get more of this world outside of just like this arena game? And it's cool to see them span out into like multiple games and how they're doing this. Like, they're not like you were saying, they're not sticking with one developer. They're finding like developers. And then I like the idea of them like, oh, this developer strength is like platforming games. All right. What's a good champion we can like tie to a platforming game? I think that's, I think they're going about this in a really cool way. It almost reminds me of, um, I don't know what it's called. You would know like that star Wars compilation where they get a whole bunch of different artists to tell stories. Star Wars. Visions. Of, like, yeah. Yeah. It, it reminds me of like a video game version of that. Like you're getting all these different developers putting their own spin with the IP. Like you get their artwork with the IP. So it's like, yeah, you're still building on the lore, but they're very different experiences depending on who's making the game. I think it's cool. Yeah. It, it all ties together. Cause I, I think they realize like a lot of their player base as they get older and they have less and less time. Isn't probably going to want to always like jam on ranked on the base game, right? They're going to maybe want to play single player games or whatever. 
And I always said that dating like three or four years back, even talking to my friends on League of Legends, I was like, man, I wish they had like a single player, like RPG, like, you know, even or even something like Diablo, right, with this universe. Yeah. It'd be so cool to play it. And then they're slowly getting there. Of course, they've also announced they're making a League of Legends free to play fighting game heavily centered around the competitive scene to compete with something like um, Street Fighter and Tekken. Like, they want it to be at Evo events. And they're also making an open world MMO style game as well. So they're they're really going all in. I can't wait to see what they come up with. It's gonna be great. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you guys. Um, let's pass it over to you, Slugger, for your game. Okay. Just because you're second on the dock. <laughs> no other reason than that. Yeah. Um so as you guys know, but I so originally I was gonna do Final Fantasy VI, and then I actually kind of changed my mind on this because at, like, it seems like everyone in the Discord, everyone online, on um, PSN profiles, Reddit, like everyone's talking about the Final Fantasy trophy list. Like everyone. So I wanted to hit up another like retro collection game uh, that I was interested in because I dabbled in playing them when I was younger, uh, but I never really stuck with it so this is like my chance to actually experience this series so i'm going to be reviewing the Mega Man battle network trophy list now this is where it gets a little weird there's a lot of games here they split up they split this whole collection into two volumes so i'm i'm specifically going to cover volume one just as a little intro if you like what i talk about or interested in the series just know there's a second trophy list there for volume two so yeah, Me- Mega Man Battle Network, uh, developed and published by Capcom. These were, I think it started, yeah, started on the Game Boy Advance, and then there was a whole bunch of, like, there was DS games, and uh, there was a GameCube version. This is, like, a long-running series in the same vein as, like, Pokemon. It seems like it was Capcom's attempt to, like, create a Pokemon competitor, in a way, it, it plays very different. It's not like a catch them all type of game, but it re- like the way they release the games, like Mega Man Battle Network number three had like uh, a blue version and a white version, similar to like Pokemon Red and Blue. Like they kept releasing like multiple versions of these games that uh, were a little bit different between like one version and the other. Sorry, lost myself there. Went on a tangent. <laughs> it's volume all good. one. There's a lot to cover here. Yeah. Because uh, the way they set this up is really strange. The volume one trophy list covers Mega Man Battle Network, Battle Network number two, and then both versions of Battle Network number three. So blue and white. Those four games are in the volume one trophy list. If you have the whole collection itself, you would get. Uh, the volume two trophy list. I know I'm not reviewing that, but just for your essay, that includes Battle Network number four, number five, and number six. But there's two versions for each of those games. So there's Battle Network number four, Red Sun and Blue Moon, two different games. Battle Network number five, Team Proto Man and Team Colonel, uh, two different games. And then Battle Network number six, Cybeast Gregor and Cybeast Falzar. I think what makes this a little strange is to get the platinum and all the trophies in this game, you have to play both versions of 
all these games that have different versions. So like there's trophies specific to Battle Network 3, the blue version, and there's trophies specific to Battle Network 3, the white version. So if you're going to like play this and complete the whole series, you're kind of you got to be ready to play the same game multiple times, which is a little disappointing to see, but I guess if they want fans to experience all of them, like I kind of get it. All right, I'll give a little like synopsis of the game and how this plays from what I know about it. Uh, the basic plot of how this works is you're in like an alternate reality to like the base Mega Man series. So this doesn't take place in the same universe as like your Mega Man 1 through 11. Total different universe, alternate reality. In this world, you have humans who... It takes place in the 21st century. They have the internet. They just call it the net in-game. And this is like humanity's primary means of everything. Similar to how we are now. But... Uh, kind of like Sword Art Online or the Dot Hack series or the Matrix. <laughs> These uh, people or the humans in this alternate reality can like jack into the network and then they control like an avatar in the network and do stuff through that. Uh, so obviously, like how most of these stories go, we're able to like uh, jack into it. <laughs> I got to stop saying that. Uh, <laughs> like plug, how most of these stories in. go. Yeah. Uh, evil corporations and people who are up to no good want to, you know, abuse these systems and take over the world through viruses and other stuff. So uh, in this game, you're just a little like teenage kid and you're controlling Mega Man. Mega Man is like your dude's avatar. And they're kind of like, from my understanding, they're like, Mega Man sentient, even though you're controlling him, like you talk to him and you have conversations with him. He's like an AI, I guess. So he's like, oh, we got to save the world from these bad guys. And that's the general flow of the story for most of these games. Bad guys invade the net. You got to stop it with Mega Man as your avatar. And I think uh, what makes this game unique from other Nintendo games is like the battle system. So it's like a tactical RPG. It takes place on a, um, like a nine, I guess, 18 square grid. And there's like a wall in the middle. So the enemy has nine squares that he can move around and you have nine squares that you can move around. And it's, it's not turn-based battle or the battling isn't turn-based. It's active. So like you're moving your character around this nine square grid dodging attacks, launching attacks, you can't cross into the enemy's side. With that grid system, it's also a card battler. So you create decks, uh, which are made out of like these computer chips, and you have a whole deck of chips that give you different attacks. You can have melee attacks, uh, ranged attacks, super attacks, things that buff you, things that heal you. Like however you set your deck up, that's going to be your play style. So you're bouncing around your nine square grid while launching or using your chips to launch attacks and yeah avoid attacks that's kind of the general flow and then you go through the story so pretty unique battle system i don't know that there's really anything like it yeah it sounds uh, really I'm, cool yeah i'm sure there is but that's kind of the gist of the game so i think i'm gonna dive into the actual trophies themselves 
actually real quick before i do that i talked about different versions now battle network 3 has the blue and white version i did want to highlight the differences of this i didn't check all the other games that have two different versions but i imagine they follow the same flow of like differences uh so there's like very minor cosmetic differences between the two version like menu uh menus and objects will be like a different color characters in the game will have a different color it's just kind of like different cosmetic related things and then there are some different like gameplay elements between the two so there's different uh like the shopkeepers in the game have different inventories between blue and white there is exclusive bosses to each version exclusive npcs to each version and from from what i've gathered uh blue here is like the easy mode version of the game like it's infinitely easier compared to the white version of battle network 3 because i guess blue gives you access to these overpowered chips much earlier on in the game where they're easier to acquire which means uh blue is normally an easier time so if you think of it like a like a Resident Evil speed run and you want to do this in order from easiest run to hardest, you would do blue first and then white since blue is the easier one. Build up that skill and then go into the white version. I like it. Um yeah. And then there like there's different chips. I guess there's exclusive chips between the two games, so you'll have different attacks that are exclusive to each version. And then general, I know I talked about blue being easier. Blue gives the players more safety and like resources and while the white version demands more strategy and i guess better care of like deck loadouts and stuff like that all right that's the game that's the gist of the game gonna talk trophies now the actual trophy list i almost wish they went the final fantasy route and just gave a platinum for each game because it, I don't know. It's frustrating. Like, if I wanted to jump in here and just play the first one and, like, hey, that's enough for me, I can't get the platinum. I have to go through one, two, three blue, and three white. So four different games for a platinum, even though I may only want to check out one of them. I think that's a little frustrating, especially seeing Final Fantasy come out and they release six separate trophy lists. I think that's the right way to do these collections, but... 100%. And the individual know. sale options, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like I was saying, you, you can buy these as a whole collection where you get the 10 games, but really it's like six all in one package, or you can buy volume one or volume two. Yeah. Uh, if you buy one volume, it's it's a little bit more expensive. It was $40 for one volume, or you can just spend 60 and get both volumes. It's it's very weird. I mean, I don't mean to put us on a tangent, but I don't know if you saw what I posted earlier about Final Fantasy because we're obviously talking about how that came out as well. But the like Final Fantasy one and two are one price, and then Final Fantasy three through six are a different price. So Final Fantasy one yeah. and two are twelve bucks, and three through six are eighteen. Which I was like, that's so random. But yeah. Anyway, very I think odd. it's yeah. Yeah, we can talk about that another time or bring that into the Discord. But, yeah, exactly. I, I um. Felt relevant. <laughs> yeah. So this game, the trophy list is overall fairly basic once you split it into like three sections or break it out game by game. It looks daunting at first because you're looking at four games worth of trophies, but realistically, it's pretty simple. So there's a handful of games that 
or sorry, there's a handful of trophies that are, I believe, are like cross across all the games. So one of the trophies, for instance, is take part in more than 100 battles. It doesn't specify in what game you play. Just take part in more than 100 battles. Another one is called Netizen, and that's to jack in to the net more than 100 times. Again, it doesn't specify. But if you look later on in other trophies, uh, like there's one here called Buster Justice. Use gut style. Uh, the style is like, I guess, the the type of suit you're using. So whatever style you have gives you different abilities and attacks and chip loadouts. So this one is use the gut style in Mega Man Battle Network 2 or Mega Man Battle Network 3. Like each trophy is very specific on what game they want you to do them in or they don't say at all and i assume if they don't tell you what game it's in you can earn them in any game kind of cool so yeah your miscellaneous combat trophies they're across all the games so battles jacking in a hundred times using uh the chip trader which i believe is uh like a shopkeeper in the game talking to him x amount of times uh all those you can earn wherever and then let's see that's the miscellaneous trophy you get a next up are trophies for just beating each game so there's a gold trophy for beating all three games and then silver trophies for like you get a silver trophy for beating the first game a silver trophy for beating the second game a silver trophy for number three and the white version and blue version, which, like I said, they force you to play both both versions, which I think is kind of lame. But so standard like game completion trophies, uh, everything else I actually think looks pretty interesting. They want you to like use a certain style so many times, or like use certain styles in a certain game. So they really want you to like, I guess, spread out what character you're using. They really want they want you to see and do it all in each game. So each game has, you know, a certain amount of styles, and they want you to use them. Very easy trophies. Uh, I don't know what it takes to unlock those styles. Like it may be a grind to unlock a certain style, but all you have once you get it, all you have to do is use it. Next up are like just boss related trophies. You get bosses for. Uh, it looks like defeating a majority of the bosses in all the games. So. Like in the first game, for instance, Friend of the Environment, Defeat Woodman in Mega Man Battle Network. A Ghoulish Welcome, Defeat Skullman in Mega Man Battle Network. Mm. And then there's trophies like that for each game, like Defeat These Bosses in this game. So you'll actually, as you play through these, you'll actually be popping quite a bit of trophies as you go along the journey. Like it should be a pretty steady stream of trophies. Uh, the ones I'm curious about, I couldn't find too much information on them. I don't know if they would be missable, but there is like quiz-related trophies uh, in each game. So you have to correctly answer all the Quiz King's questions and uh, I believe that's all three games. So I don't know if something like that would be missable, where if you miss a question, do you get another chance to do it or not? Um, I'll be honest, I didn't dig in it sounds for that answer hell, too dude. much. Yeah, I gotta do a I'd quiz in game and then do dude fucking ukulele had a trophy tied to beating a quiz in the game. I was like, what is this? Yeah. I literally got a pop quiz. I tried to go to world two and it was like, oh, you have to answer ten questions correctly about your game. And I was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Very strange. Yep. So Quizmaster trophies, the next kind of like genre of trophies you'll see in these are for doing certain requests in the game, which I believe the request is, it just works similar to a quest system in an RPG. So you'll talk to people. The, and these may be story related. They may be side quests. I'm not 100% sure. But like, an in, for instance, one of these is called Reality Bite. Find and return a lost set of dentures in Mega Man Battle Network. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Fall of the Fishers. Complete the paying in advance request in Mega Man Battle Network 2. Each game has about four to five like request-related trophies. Again, like I said, I don't know if those are side quests. I don't know if those are just tied to the base story as you go along. But I think as long as you're doing everything as they pop up, you should, like, those should just pop as you go through the game. And I think that's pretty much it. Part of the reason this game stuck out to me was just, like I said, how the list was structured. Like, having four games into one trophy list, it's just a little, it's a little strange. It is. Especially because I don't think these are short games by any means. Um, I'm actually going to look it up really fast. Yeah, I was, was going to look that doing up, Doing it live. 14 hours for the first one. So, if you want to 100% the first game, it's 40 and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> what? In, like, this... So, there's a trophy in the first game. I didn't talk about this. To collect all the battle chips. Which, like I said, are, like... Those are, like, your deck of cards. So, that almost requires 100%. So, if you're, like, going to dive into these trophy lists, I wouldn't be surprised if you're looking at 100-plus hours to go through all four games and hundred percenting them you're in it for the long haul. Something I didn't really, or I didn't hit on is it actually launched a little bit softer than I thought it would. So granted, I know PSM profiles is an end all be all because you have to register to be on the website, but there right now there's only 460 game owners on PSN profiles, which kind of surprised me because every time I saw trailers for this game, it seemed like it was really hyped up. And then the numbers just seem a little low. I mean, it's been out almost a week at this point. It came out April 14th. So I'm surprised to see that so low. But I wouldn't be surprised if people saw the trophy list, especially on a trophy hunting website, and were like, nope, not doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good point. I think might be affected by the fact that, yeah, if you're trophy hunting versus just casually buying and playing the game, it might be more or less popular, you know? Yeah. There is four Platinum Achievers so far, making it a rare 0.87%. God damn. Uh, five days, yeah, five days after launch. That's actually, I don't know if that's high or low. I would think if you're doing four games, to me, that's pretty impressive that four people have gone through four games that you're potentially spending 30 or 40 hours on per game. I mean, there's not enough time in the day. They must have had it early, you know? Yeah, could have been. Yeah. Or, or I'm over exaggerating how long these would take. That's true. We don't, we don't really know, but yeah, but uh, that's kind of. I don't want to dig too much into uh, really anything else on the trophies. I've kind of there's a broad. That's a broad stroke of the trophies. Before I pass it to Daryl, I do want to talk about the artwork. I think this is probably the the best thing about the trophy list. Uh, I think the artwork is friggin' rad. Like. Um, they, they do the typical thing we've been seeing where bronzes have a certain border and silvers have a certain border. So 
the bronze trophies have a blue border around the artwork. The silver trophies, this is where it gets a little weird. The silver trophies have a gold border around the artwork. Funky, dude. Yeah. But the gold trophy and the platinum have, like, that border is now rainbow. And there's a trophy on here called To the Future Together for completing all three games. I think that that specific picture alone uh is probably the best looking it's like your human character in Mega Man and they got this rainbow board around them i think it's a cool piece of art but what i like about the trophy artwork is it's very very colorful like it's it's showing bosses of the game uh enemies characters items it's a very very colorful list with like pretty cool artwork of things you're going to see in the game yeah i don't know like the artwork alone almost makes me want to get it the yeah, platinum cool. image, the trophies themselves look great. The platinum image, I think, leaves a little bit to be desired. I couldn't even tell you what it is. It's just a red circle looking <laughs> thing in a rain with a rainbow border around it. Uh, I almost wish they did a different piece of art for that. But yeah, it looks like that to the future together when you talked about should have been the platinum image. Yeah, I agree. I don't, that's yeah. That's about as much as I want to say about the list. I don't know. I honestly could probably talk a bit more about it, but I don't want to steal time from Daryl. Um, I don't know if I will personally pick this up. I did say at the beginning, and I like, I do want to check this game out at some point. The trophy list kind of turns me off a little bit, but it's one of those games that were like, I did play it on the Game Boy Advance and emulators, and I really liked it, but I never really stuck with it. So my worry would be I'd do the same thing, where i pick it up, and I play halfway through the first game, and I get my itch. And then I'm like, all right, I'm good. And I move on, and I just have another incomplete list. Mm-hmm. If it was broken up into multiple trophy lists, I think I personally would be way more inclined to be like, oh, I'm going to buy the first one, check it out, and move on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they might have, like, screwed the pooch with how they designed this. Very interesting choice. Well, for trophy uh, hunters, especially, yeah. For, for trophy hunters, yeah. I think... But that is... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, that's Mega Man Battle Network. Uh, I, was, I guess you can go with your thoughts. I was that was gonna be my next thing is if you guys had any thoughts or questions or I was if you're gonna check it out. I was purely gonna point out that it's not on Xbox, which I apologize if you said that while I was going pee and I missed it, but it is uh, not not on Xbox Series S and X. So that is interesting. This is a PlayStation, and maybe it's on Switch actually, but it's not on Xbox. So pretty pretty cool. Um, yeah, really interesting. It looks tough. It's not something I'm going to pick up, but I totally feel like we're going to be hearing a lot about this game and this set of games because of, if you listen to Defining Duke and Maddie plays, like he's really stoked on this. I don't know if Colin on uh, Sacred Symbols is going to check this out versus the Final Fantasy ones, but it seems to be the month of like old collections and releases. And I feel like we're going to hear a lot about that on the podcast we all listen to. And so maybe that is going to excite us even more to potentially check them out. (laughs) I, I personally, I really like how they're like this trend of like releasing collections and big packages. Like it's nice to just be able to drop 40, 50, 60 bucks and like have a dope collection of old games that I never got to check out when I was younger. Yeah, it's it's great because you get the older audience to buy it again because of nostalgia. And then also, if they happen to get new people to play it, 
you know, you get new fans and and it's great as a consumer as well, like no matter whether you've played them or not before, because they're typically like pretty good value versus time propositions, right? Like if you bought all yeah. like all of the battle network games or all the Final Fantasy games, it's so much time that you get, so much enjoyment that you get, let alone even more if you're probably going for the trophies versus just beating the game. So pretty uh pretty cool stuff i never played any of these growing up the battle network so it doesn't really have that like nostalgia hit for me but i'll agree that it the battle system sounds really unique and fun and the artwork for the game trophies is like really really good so yeah top-notch artwork definitely Darryl, got anything to add daryl before i kick it over to you yeah yeah um same thing for me i think the trophy look the trophy artwork is probably like the highlight of the list. I really like the the colorful tones to it. And while you guys were talking, it's been bugging me. I could not figure out what game this reminds me of. And Colin, I think you might know because you reviewed a game that had like a similar artwork style, very colorful, very bright. But I, I couldn't not find it. Hmm. I, I thought it was Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga Cowabunga, collection. yeah. But it was a list that was like at least twenty plus trophies. Oh, you might be thinking of the Disney Afternoon Collection trophy list. You know what? Let's pull it up. Yeah. Yeah. Disney Afternoon Collection trophy list. This is the game that Eli and I raced way back in the day that got me into trophy hunting. And it's all bronzes. <laughs> but mm. the but the <laughs> but the artwork, it's I mean, funny enough, it's the same publisher in, in Capcom. It's another collection. And it is really colorful and and kind of bright trophy artwork. But what they've learned since then is, uh, hey, there's a platinum on the Mega Man Network one, and uh, not all bronze trophies. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's the only thing I can think of, Daryl. If that's not it, then I do not know. Yeah, I don't think it was that one because it was quite recent. Oh, it's like at least three or four months ago. Damn, dude. But, yeah. Anyways. Um, interesting to hear about this game. I I didn't grow up on Mega Man, so there's definitely uh, a lot of people out there who will probably be, be excited for this game. Yeah, indeed. Very cool. Well, let us know if you're getting this game in the Discord, if you end up buying it. We've seen some people post in Repent Your Sids for uh, Final Fantasy already. Nothing yet for this, but I assume we will see some in the coming weeks. So go ahead and post. Don't be embarrassed. <laughs> We're all sinners here. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Daryl, let's get into your game. What do you got for us this week? Ooh, man. I'm all warmed up now. I had to take my jacket off. As <laughs> <laughs> for last. All right. Uh, so I will be talking about Dead Island 2. This game is developed by Dan Buster Studios, published by Deep Silver. Uh, it is available in a few days, so it'll be available worldwide. April 21st on both the PS4 and PS5 and you can pick it up um, in three different editions so standard just a regular uh, 69 point uh, 69.99 price point deluxe 74.99 and gold you can get that for 89.99 uh, the game itself has 46 trophies so one plat three golds 10 silvers and 32 bronzes. So Dead Island 2. No, there's a lot of people out there excited for this game. 
I did see some chatter in Discord not too long ago about people being very excited for Dead Island 2. So that game's been in development hell for so long. It's been over 10 years since the first one came out. So it, it was due for a, for a proper sequel. It got Riptide, but it wasn't a direct sequel. But we are getting Dead Island 2 uh, very soon. So Dead Island 2, shockingly, does not take place on an island. Oh, <laughs> shit. <It> has... <laughs> the, uh, the zombie infection has somehow gotten off the island. Um, I played Dead Island. I did not play Riptide, so I don't know the effects of like how far this has spread. I think it was alluded that it has spread worldwide, but I I'm not 100% sure. But it has made its way off the island and has found its way to Los Angeles. That's the new setting for this, for this game. And Los Angeles has been redubbed by the citizens still living there as Hell A. So you'll see that throughout the trophy list. Welcome to Hell A. Um, there, there's a lot of that being advertised in like the trailers. You see posters of it. So very cool. Very cool touch. Uh, the game itself has you choosing six playable characters. They are called Slayers in the new game. I think they're referred to as Slayers as well in the other game. But the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I've attached a little, little, uh, little picture here for you guys to see. So there's a <laughs> what slayer is here. <laughs> what is this um, is a very is that an island boy? Yeah, <laughs> he Dude. looks like one. Oh my Didn't we God. talk about the Island Boys? Yeah, that was our yeah. that was our episode title uh, two episodes ago. Indeed, indeed. So he, he could be an Island Boy. I don't know. I think he is. He is definitely um, something. <laughs> I don't know what to describe him, but there's a Slayer here that looks exactly like Little Pump. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. I've also attached a picture to the right so you can see who <laughs> little pump is in case you don't know who he is dude fell in a candy wait what the fuck is he fell in a cotton candy machine dude look at his hair bro <laughs> what is that what is that dude i don't know man he he, he must have gotten that vice from like takashi 69 or something dude it might <laughs> google, google little pump right now if you're listening yeah, you get a get a feel for this guy. He's wearing a a tiger sort of printed top. What what the fuck is that? All right, anyway, go ahead. He's also got yeah, a tattoo on his his fucking Adam's apple, which looks painful as hell. Interesting. Hey, Magic game tattoo there. That just seems so painful. Absolutely. All right. Sorry though. Go ahead. No worries. Uh, so the game sadly has not come out yet, so I have no artwork to review at this time, but. Going based on like what I've seen from Dead Dead Island One, forgive me. I'm gonna say Dead Island. I'm very inclined to say Dead Space. So if I say Dead Space, I actually mean Dead Island. I had to catch myself just now. I meant I was gonna say Dead Space. Anyways, uh, Dead Island and Dead Island Riptide, they both had like the same style artwork. Got like this red background with like white silhouettes and 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 that sort of uh, style. So I'm not sure if they're going to follow that same pattern. I hope that they don't. Just to give 
it's Dead Island to its own identity with this artwork, but we'll see in a few days what, what they decide to go with. Uh, so what I will go over is I'll just kind of start with the platinum, talk about that, and just work my way down to the bronze and kind of wrap it up down there. So the platinum, thankfully, the platinum has changed. So I brought up that um, the artwork style was the same for Dead Island 1 and Riptide. The platinum name is also the same for those two uh, for those two games, and it's called the whole world went away. Found that very odd that they use the same trophy tile for both games for their platinum. So the platinum for this game is called Who Do You Voodoo? Ooh, love it, love it. It was so good. That I was a song that was... in the first one, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't remember a ton about Dead Space. Fuck, I said it. Dead Island <laughs> 1. Dead. Count the number of times I'm going to say Dead Space by accident. All right, we're so, at one so far. <laughs> uh, so Dead Island, I don't remember a ton about it, but the one thing I remember the most about it was that opening cutscene where you're like, witnessing firsthand account of like this 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 concert that's going down see all these characters you can choose from and then you see the guy performing on stage who do you voodoo bitch <laughs> Dude, that song is a banger <laughs> i don't i did not remember that at all no no dude i mean i only played the game for maybe five hours so i'm not the i'm not the oh. The Uber fan, but I know Quinn was also really into that game at one point. So, Sam B got the thing that make let me go bump in the night. Who do you voodoo, bitch? Oh man, <laughs> yeah, <That's laughs> I love that song. That's the only thing I remember about that game. Everything else is just a complete blur. Oh my gosh! But that is the platinum title. Very cool. Very cool that they do that, and that's not the only thing that they kind of just pull from first game they they do it several other times and we'll kind of go over that next is uh th the three golds and these are just basically for completing everything reaching max level so our true nature um it, the list i was looking at on powerplex doesn't have reveals everything so i'm not really sure if these are like spoilers but i just kind of just I'm only going to reference the trophy title. I'm not really going to say the description. But just reading the description alone just gives me vibes like, oh, this is what you're going to expect at the end of the game. And this is a gold trophy, by the way. Uh, LA Influential, complete 40 non-story quests. There's two other trophies like this where you're completing 20 and 10 uh, non-story quests as well. And Max Headroom, you know, just reaching level 30. So these are all the golds featured in the game. The next 10, these are all just like the challenge, the quests that you have to do, and the collectibles that you, that you have to collect. Pretty typical for silver type trophies. So for challenges, you have one, two, three, four, five that you need to do. And the interesting thing about the challenges is that the description says uh, complete the first tier of every zombie challenge and so forth for the other challenges included so i don't know how many tiers there are um 
you know, it can only be one tier. Um, I'm thinking there's probably multiple, but I'm kind of happy that it's very specific in telling you that you need to complete the first tier. So if these are some pretty grindy challenges, I think just completing the first tier is going to make a lot of trophy hunters happy just to kind of breeze through the challenges because I find that the challenges for most games and one game that comes to mind is Borderlands. I know Borderlands has some challenges where I'm just looking at I'm like, oh, God, this is a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, dude, that challenge list is pretty intense. I remember yeah, for uh, what was the one that we played for the race, the pre-sequel or wait? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, um, well, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know. I'm I'm thinking that, you know, just the first tier is probably just going to be like, oh, you know, kill 50 zombies, you know, we'll see. Yeah, but that's basically the gist of it. And then you have other things like unlocking lock boxes. Uh, there's a couple quests that you can do where you have to uh, find weapons, find missing people, things like that. So that is like mostly the challenges, the quests and collectible related and the bronzes. So like I mentioned, bronzes is pretty much on the heavy side this time around. There's 32 of them. And this is pretty much just a combination of story and miscellaneous trophies. So the first 11, pretty much story related. Just reading the descriptions alone just says that these are story related. Surprising that there's no silvers mixed in there. So everything's a silver, uh, everything's a bronze minus the gold trophy that I mentioned earlier. And a few other miscellaneous trophies that I'll kind of just briefly mention just to give you an idea of like what to expect. Not even my final form. I feel like that's just a, a Dragon Ball Z call out. Yeah. Uh, or it sounds like Resident Evil even. Like the the villain at the end, like this isn't even my final form, and then they inject themselves with something and turn into a <laughs> massive monster. Version. Yeah, exactly. So for that trophy, you have to slay a mutator before it transforms. So you got an idea of enemy variety. There's a mutator in there. Uh, coup de gras, slay twenty five zombies using using finishing moves. So six playable characters. I'm hoping they all have like their own unique finishing moves because that'll be pretty cool. And dunk, uh, throw a melee weapon that hit a zombie 35 plus meters away. So <laughs> very cool trophy. And Colin, this is something that you've mentioned before as well, especially with the like, Call of Duty games. A lot of the miscellaneous trophies in this game will have you doing things that you normally would not do, just like right off the bat. So the game's forcing you to do things, uh, which is fun. So it's definitely up your alley, Colin. Nice. These type of trophies. Yeah. So additionally, there are two online trophies, but the online trophies for Dead Island 2 are way easier to accomplish, I think. It's not to say that that's, that Dead Island 1 <laughs> had hard trophies, the trophy, the type of trophies they have for that first game was just annoying. And what I mean by that is, so Dead Island, you see in my notes, I have the yeah, yes. right, yeah, I was gonna, you, you typed <laughs> it out as Dark Dead Space 1, dude. <laughs> yeah, I can't even write the right game on my notes. So the game had a couple achievements, because I played this back on Xbox. So one achievement was play with 10 different co-op partners 
for 15 minutes each. And then you have to complete five quests in one session with the same group. Which doesn't sound entirely difficult, but just imagine if you're like close to completing that last quest and someone just ends up leaving. Oh, fuck that. It basically just resets everything. Yeah. Gotta do it all over again. So luckily with Dead Island 2, the two online trophies that they have are quite simple. Um, I wouldn't be afraid of um, achieving these. These are quite easy to accomplish. So Slayer Squad... Complete any five quests in co-op. Simple enough. Nothing too challenging there. And the second one is I Am The Resurrection. Revive other Slayers five times. So simple. Um, Dead Island. I'm not sure if online is like still active on there. I have no idea what the state of that um, online is. But, you know, this game, I, I would probably follow Slugger, you know, follow his advice. If you're going to do this game, I would knock out the online trophies right away. You know, maybe you might have a year or two before the online goes away. I doubt, I highly doubt it. But uh, just knock them out for good measure. <laughs> got to. You got you knock them out. You're good. Yeah. You just don't, don't, worry, just don't about. worry about it later. Yeah. So let's see. The uh, Dead Island 2 does have some trophies that are similar to the ones that did appear in the first game. Um, and I'm glad that they kind of made uh, completing those trophies a little bit more lenient. So returning trophies from Dead Island include like your typical max level, max out your character. In the first game, it was 50. Um, pretty much... You know, that's, that's 20 more levels. The yeah. new game only requires you to get to level 30. Uh, first game, you had to kill 100 enemies with Fury. Uh, second game, or Dead Island 2, you have, to comp- you have to kill 50. And complete quests in co-op with at least one co-op partner. You had to do 25 of those. And the new game is only asking you to do five. So they definitely cut down on, like, popping these trophies, which I like. Because this list doesn't look overly challenging. It just seems simple. So I don't really understand why they would just throw something in hard. Just make the whole list easy. And that's what I'm getting from this trophy list. It looks really easy. Telling you that you have to do everything. Um, so pretty pretty chill list. From my own personal opinion. Just to kind of wrap things up. Special shout out. So I like these kind of games where you have to like. You know, take like what is it? Tomes like oh, take pictures of all the animal life, or um, oh, dredge. You know the game I just did recently. You know, uh, capture all fish in the world, something like that. Uh, uh, Dead Island Two has a, a similar trophy to that. It's called Zombologist. So unlock every zombie type in the Zompedia. Oh, so. Very cool thing, you know. There's there's a lot to do in the game, so I'm sure you'll see lots of interesting zombies. I've seen ones with like mohawks. You got the uh, the muscle head zombie. So they're definitely uh, tapping into this whole LA culture and definitely making that sh- culture shine during this zombie apocalypse. And let's see, there was one for like zombie 
like apex variants, which I thought was pretty cool. I'm, I'm a big fan of those trophies where you're like going after these, these stronger variants, which is pretty cool. Um, I always thought that that makes the game more interesting. You're like, oh man, I'm tired of these typical easy enemies. And then they throw in like some stronger enemy. Like, oh, this is the one that like killed out, that killed our recon team. Our recon team has not come back. Go investigate. I, I like stuff like that. Yeah, you know, that's some, cool. some some weird creature that's out there murking people, you mm -hmm. know, whatever. I, I like that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And um, so Hulu Voodoo. So I mentioned earlier that they, they kind of have some returning stuff from the first game. So Sam B, he's the guy that sings that song. He returns in this game. He's not a trophy. His name is mentioned in the trophy list. So Sam B, I, I seen that. I was like, wait. Is that the dude who raps that song? And sure enough, it's him. So <laughs> the fact that they have his name and two other trophies referencing his song is freaking awesome. So Sam B, they mention him by name and the trophy. Another trophy title is called I Got a Zombie Army and You Can't Harm Me. Oh, shit. Dude, that's the chorus of the song. Oh, my God. I got a zombie army, and you can't harm me. Who do you voodoo, bitch? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Freaking classic. I got to go listen to this song now, because it's not like, it, it doesn't like ring a bell for me, you know? No, it's good. Oh, man. It's good. It, 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 I might bump it on my way into work tomorrow. All right. All right. I like that. <laughs> It's so good, man. I just love it when you see fake fake video game characters dancing on screen. Like, <laughs> that is not how people dance, man. They always just look so natural, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's so robotic. I'm like, come on. Oh, my come goodness. Like that. Maybe if you're calling, but... <laughs> whoa, 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 dude. You know, you see me get down, bro. I ain't no robot, bro. I'm slippery smooth. You see me at the wedding, dude. I'm like a fucking e I'm like a fucking eel, dude. I'm slippery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I give you props. I give you props, man. Uh, I mean, for a white guy, dude. I mean, come on now. I'm working with a disadvantage, okay? <laughs> I'm just playing. We know you got moves. That's right. That's right, dude. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> uh, basically, that's pretty much my wrap up of this game dead island 2 i don't really got anything else to say unless you guys got some questions comments my only like real thing i was thinking when you were speaking about the game was just that i liked how you called out the la style and sort of vibe that's being pulled into this game like they're really leaning into the setting as part of you know influencing the trophy list and the descriptions and the content and and all of that and so i just think that that's a really good idea and will hopefully make it feel very distinct in like a lot of the same way that you know Watch Dogs Two took place in the in the Bay Area, or how you know the Grand Theft Auto games. The setting is a huge part of those games and what makes them feel so fun and unique. So hopefully this game does that. It sounds like they're kind of going that way, which I like. So that that was kind of the main thing that came to mind for me when you were talking about the game. I know Venice Beach looks good. Yeah, it looks nice. Yep, absolutely. It's clean. And these it's slayers, clean. dude, this fucking 
little pump that you said this guy did this guy did oh my god bro <laughs> i'm getting hungry just looking at his hair man you know what i'm saying he's got li- <laughs> fucking licorice strands going on there what is Oof. hey you know what that can be your new topping on your ice cream yeah, that's it wait let me retract my answer i want little pump's hair on my ice cream <laughs> and daryl wants little pump's nuts on his ice cream dude that's the two whoa whoa <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> easy there buddy <laughs> uh, oh man he said he's got set up for that one dude i had to do it i had to do it <laughs> no it's a good one it's a good oh one. slugger any thoughts on dead island 2 uh the only thing i wanted to add uh so it comes out friday in two days i believe it's the re- the reviews are dropping which is normally a good sign when the reviews come out yes uh, or when the developer lets the reviews drop prior it's actually reviewing pretty well. I think a lot better than everyone expected. It's hanging out at a 75 on uh, Metacritic right now. with That's off of 67 critic reviews so far. Okay. So might be a solid, maybe not the most outstanding game you play, but I would consider a 75 pretty, pretty good, especially for a game that's been in development hell for God knows how long, six, seven, eight years. And then... If if either of you guys or any listeners not out there haven't like seen gameplay footage of this, I highly recommend checking out the gameplay. Uh, they released there might be newer ones, but the developers released one last week or maybe two weeks, showing like a fifteen minute snippet of like what the gameplay to gameplay looks like. This is easily one of the most gory like zombie games I've ever seen. Like you're breaking limbs off and as you're like smashing faces you're literally seeing like the skin rip off of their face like it's actually really really gruesome Mm. but it's really funny because it like like the previous dead island games there's like a lot of humor built into these games so it's like yeah a weird clash of like hey this is kind of like a comedy game but a horror game and then you have the gore on top of that. So there's jokes being made as you're like seeing flesh get peeled off of these zombies. Like, yeah, that's all I really want to shout out was like, I saw this trailer and I was like kind of blown away by how gory it is. Like normally like zombies heads in games, they just explode. And that's about the extent of this. The detail on this, it's almost a little too gruesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, it's like um the Saints Row version of a zombie apocalypse that's kind of the vibe I get. yeah 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 they but, um they, they really looked into that whole they have some system behind the um, the gore to it like when you're chopping things like they're actually like examining how a sword would chop somebody in half and, like how it would look from the like just from the 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 mayhem it causes like they look at that and kind of just implement that into the game i think the system's called flesh but they, they really made that like the highlight of the game yeah i like i want to check it out on uh, based off that alone i don't know if i'm gonna buy it as soon as it launches i kind of want to wait and give it a couple weeks and see if my library releases it but um i'm definitely interested in getting to this at some point this year yeah, I was going to say, this sounds like a library game for sure. Good choice, good choice. Very good, man. Well, well, good stuff, guys. I think we got a nice eclectic mix of games. And yeah, I mean, let us know in the in the Discord or on the comments or anything if you guys are going to be checking out any of these games yourselves. I've already purchased 
the Mage Seeker. My plan is to get to that after I do some cleanup. You know, it's a cleanup year, so I'm making myself do a couple things before I get to it. But all of these sound cool. Again, if we had infinite time, you know, I would check them all out because <laughs> they all sound really fun. But that'll do it for our trophy list reviews. And with that, we are overdue for a lightning round section. So last time we didn't have a chance to do it. So we are going to go over our lightning round from the 25th of March. And then I've got three new questions for you guys. And we'll close up shop and get going because I know it's getting late and it is a work night for us. So you guys ready to get into the recap on the lightning round? Sure. Okay, so... Just to call out where we were before. So our final points up until now, Slugger, you had seven points. Daryl, you had four, and I had nine. So going into that, let's, uh, or keeping that in mind, rather, let's go ahead and take a look at the answers for the previous lightning round. So the first question was, Chia's Platinum will be at blank percent on the next recording date on the PSN profiles for PS5's version. Daryl, you said 8.3%. Slugger, you said 15%. I said 11.1%. The correct answer is 17.68, which means points are going to Slugger for that question. So well done, sir. Nice. Well done. Coming back. There you go. Second question. Horizon Burning Shores will have blank trophies. So just the overall number of trophies. Bonus points, if you can guess the distribution. So... None of us got the exact number of trophies correct dead on. So we're going to give points to the closest. So no worry about the distribution. But Daryl, you said 21 trophies. Slugger, you said 30 trophies. And I said 15 trophies. The correct answer is 18 trophies, which puts Daryl and I equidistant from the correct answer. That means we are both going to get points on that. So well done, Daryl, you and I for getting points there. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were thinking that the like the Frozen Wilds had like two DLC lists, and so they there there was like a lot of trophies for that. So I, I'm a little surprised was, too. The way they've been advertising this, I thought they were gonna go big, like it was gonna be like half a game, like almost a full fledged expansion. Totally, but and it doesn't seem like that. No. Yeah, but regardless, pretty yeah, pretty close. Pretty close. Um, all right, so let's see. And then the final question was, RE4 Remake will be the best-selling RE launch ever. So all of us said yes, based on our feelings about the game. I thought that was a shoe-in, just on how popular RE4 was. In fact, it is the second-fastest-selling launch. It is only sold 4 million units so far as of when I Googled it earlier today. So yeah, it is not the fastest-selling RE title or launch ever, which means that all of us get one point. All said and done from last time's answers, which puts me at 10 points. Daryl, you are at 5 points. And Slugger, you were at 8. So we keep pretty much the exact same ratio and distribution. <laughs> um, yeah. So very good. So I've got three new questions for you guys. Are you ready to go? Yep. Okay. All right. Let's start at the bottom. Why not? No, wait, wait, wait. I can't do that. I got to do this right. Okay. Question one. <laughs> All right, so how will the hundred or how common will the hundred percent be for the Horizon Forbidden West PS5 version on the next recording date? So we know the platinum percentage. We now have Forbidden West out. What will be the hundred percent percentage for Horizon Forbidden West on the next recording date? Daryl, let's go to you first. 
Jeez. Mm, you can look up the current, you know, the 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 current platinum percentage if it helps you. All right, let's see. I think it's over 40. Let's see. How are you going to calculate this? Like the 100%? Yeah. Like, you know how, like, if someone, like, when someone's, like, looking at it, like, you can look at your list and see, like, what the 100% is for, like, RE7 is, for example, with okay. all the DLC. So yeah. it's, it's currently at 0%. Correct. For the 100%. Yep. Are you sure? There's two. Or maybe oh. I'm looking at something it else. Might be, you might be on PS... Or no, it's only PS5. Yeah. Mm. Huh. But the platinum percentage is at 42.19, right? But keep in mind, for the 100%, they will also need to do the new game plus. So in addition We're to talking... burning... Okay. Yeah, so th this I'm saying, what will the 100% percentage be for the game? Including the Forbidden West, Burning Shores, and New Game Plus. I'm going to say... Just I'll throw one out there to give you guys a second here. I'm gonna say uh seven point one three percent. That's high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's high. I'm gonna say like one point two five. Nice. Nice. Okay. Uh, Daryl? So I'll shoot for somewhere in the middle. Uh three point three percent. Three point three percent, dude. Absolute legends. All right. Very good, guys. Next up, which of the Final Fantasy games recent, recently released, Final Fantasies 1 through 6, will have the lowest platinum percentage at the next recording date? So each of these individually has a platinum. They only have PS4 versions. Which of those versions on PSM profiles will have the lowest platinum percentage of Final Fantasy 1 through 6? Daryl, mm. plugger. Oh, I, I must. Which is the most liked out of the six? Yeah, fair question. I was, I was gonna say. I think from what I know, which is very limited, I think Final Fantasy four and six will probably be the most popular of those. So I don't think that it will be those. That's how I'm thinking about it. But right. I, I don't really know. Like I've never played any of them before. That's only anecdotal from like people in the Discord talking about it. All right, can can I phone Maximum real quick? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with five. That'll oh. be my final answer. Okay, all right. Final Fantasy five. Fantastic. Slugger, what do you got? Um, It doesn't seem like the most likely, but I'm actually, just because it's the most highly regarded, but I'm going to say six will be the lowest. I I, I like that strat. Yep. My my strategy here is I think people are going to buy the collection as a whole and they're going to want to go in order. Ooh. Which, which means less people will be playing six compared to people playing like one, two, three. I gotcha. I that's, I thought you I thought you were I'm going thinking. more like oh Final Fantasy six is going to be the most popular so more people will buy it and thus the percentage overall will be lower. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Okay, I'm going to go different as well. I'll, so we'll all have something different. I'll say Final Fantasy 2 because I don't know much about it. And like for me thinking about it, I knew 4 and 6 were the most popular. I also was tempted to get 1 to go in chronological order, but like 2 or 3, it's kind of like in the middle. So like, I don't know. 
I'm just going to say Final Fantasy 2. We'll go with that. Maximum's probably just blowing up over there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Final question for the show. Star Wars Jedi Survivor will get a blank Metacritic score on the next recording date for the PS5 version. So what will the Metacritic score be for Jedi Survivor for the PS5? I'm going to go with 88. 88. Right on. Slugger? 91. Dude. Oh, Oh, that may be high. Man, I don't know. I think you guys are both pretty close. (laughs) Oh, God. It's basically... It's been looking really good. It's been looking really good. It's like, do I think it's going to be higher than 91 or lower than 88? Right? Like, which of those is... No matter what I do, I'm gonna prices right someone. I will go. Oof, I will go high, and I will say 93 on Metacritic, which is a very high score. So unlikely that I will get points, but we will we will try it out anyway. Do you want me to help spread the info so this is fair? So there's oh, sure. only currently one, two, three, four, five, six, seven PS5 games on Metacritic that have above a 90. Mm, that's what I thought. Yeah. God of War, Ragnarok, Witcher 3, Resident Evil 4, Tetris Effect, Moss Book 2, Persona 5 Royal, and Pistol Whip are okay. your 90 plus games. I think it could do it. I think it could do it. I have strength. I, I have faith in Respawn. Like, yeah, I'll keep it 93. I'll keep it 93. Trust in the Force. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Very good. Well, that's going to wrap up the lightning round and thus wrap up the episode so thank you all so much for listening this has been episode 83 of the show we'll be back in episode 84 with what we've been playing but before we go daryl where can people find you at if they want to get a hold of you uh so you can find me the tall simone guy on discord uh psn profiles and ps native thank you sir and slugger where can people get a hold of you psn profiles the playstation network discord all of those are at slugger JD. And then you can find me on Twitter at slugger underscore JD. Yes, sir. And you can find me on PlayStation, Xbox, Discord, PSNP, all the things CK present, my YouTube CK present, Twitch CK present, pretty much the same thing everywhere. So, again, thank you all very much for listening to the show. We hope you have enjoyed our trophy list discussions and reviews, as well as our answers to some of our Patreon submitted questions. Again, Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day, afternoon, or evening. Take care. Happy gaming. And goodbye.